Damn it. I don't know what's going on with my sound. Hmm. What's up, Ian? I wonder, can you guys hear me? Somebody give me a, an indication. Uh, if you guys can see, can hear me. Put a one in the chat if you can hear me. so strange yeah okay <clears throat> I appreciate that all right thank you uh let's see oh good a few people coming in here what's up Ian good to see you brother Damon hope you're well Torah what's happening uh Destro what's going on I'm listening brother Ron clutch and stick Barry, what's the word? Jerome, got Prince Johnny in here. International Jones, Clee and Chris, what's up? P West, see here. Got a few people coming in here pretty early. Looks like I might have hit uh, hit a nice little nerve with this subject, so we might get some responses. What's up, brother Malika, Eric? Tab Licker, Corey, Dijon, First Name, Typhoon, Excalibur. Uh, got a few people coming in here. Brother Eric, Michael, what's going on, man? RM, what's happening? Christopher, Eric, DJ, what's the word? All right, Brother Brian, good evening. Black men being brutally honest, what's going on? Y'all know what it is tonight. Welcome to the Onyx Report. Um, we're black male justice advocates uplift black men and boys using critical analysis. What's going on? Uh, appreciate that cash app, Crispus. Thank you. Um, uh, it was a light day, Malika. I did. I managed to get uh, Heroes Reborn. I got a couple of Batmans and Supermans, but I was rushing through because um, I was trying to make it back. I was starting to hit traffic. But Brother Artisan, I shouted you out, man. I didn't know if I uh, let the rabbit out of the bag too early, but uh, I did a live where I ran to the comic book store and, and I let people know that I'm, gonna, I'm not going to be doing that for too much longer. When the good Brother Artisan is ready, I recommended that uh, people extend him their business. So I hope I didn't jump the gun, but, uh, you know, Trying to support you, man. So hope you're well. Uh, and congrats to you. Brother Daryl, what's going on? First name. Uh, appreciate that, Daryl. Yeah, man. I appreciate that uh, black men being brutally honest. Thank you. Sword collection is a long time coming, man. I've been I've been waiting for some of those since I was a kid. You know, I still get up and watch Conan at two in the morning like I did when I was like seven. <laughs> so that sword in my collection alone means a, a big deal. That and the blade sword are, are close to my heart. Um, 
yeah, artisan, got to support, man. So let me know what else you need me to say. Down to do it. 100%. Computer Geek, appreciate that. Brother MLR, what's going on? Mike Lowry. Don't get into it. Prodigy, what's up? Uh, Brother Ian. Um, let me see. Yeah, we're going to get to it. All right. Let's see here. So y'all know the, know the deal. Um, let me get through some of the house business before we continue on. Uh, you can go ahead and support the show uh, by becoming a member of the channel. Uh, you can do so. Appreciate that prime time. You can do so by right here on YouTube um, as we are broadcasting on Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. Come to YouTube and go ahead and click join button right next to the subscribe button make sure you hit the bell so you can get notifications when i go live uh, as i'm going to be doing a little bit more of i just got to find new reasons to leave the house since artisan got me locked down um and that was the only reason i left the house these days <laughs> what's up brother barry appreciate that so, uh, but anyway, become a member of the channel. You can see the different levels of membership there and you can look at the perks that are available for each one. You can also become a member on Patreon and support either the Onyx Report and or the Institute for Black Male Studies. You can support that there as well. Become a regular supporter. And you can also go to instituteforblackmalestudies.com and uh, check out some of the material we have available. Everything from interviews to lectures to courses to webinars to merchandise. So support uh, the Institute as well. Um, and if you have any suggestions on some upcoming classes you'd like to see on the Institute uh, site, let me know. And I'll be interested in, in delving into that uh, this summer. So uh, you can support that way as well. Uh, Kid Gravity says he doesn't see the join button. Interesting. Okay. Let's see if uh, YouTube changed anything. Um, one of those things that slips by me. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, Y'all let me know if anybody else can't see the join button. But, uh, you know, try and check that out. I'm, I don't know if YouTube changed anything on my account. I'll have to check. But if they did, they didn't tell me. Um, what's up, Shonda? What's up, Brother Douglas? You know, um, yeah. All right. Now, let me go ahead and shout out my supporters. So uh, let's go ahead and do that. Peace to them and much appreciation. This is a shout out to our channel's subscribers, both on Patreon and YouTube.
This is so weird. I apologize. I'm I don't even know what kind of sound issues these are. Anyway, seem to be back in the groove. All right. So today I only got one little statement that I'm going to put up before we delve into the subject. Um, so basically, let me see if this will open up for me. All right. All right. So just one little pub- public service announcement. Um, a couple, I think it was like last week, you know, there's all, there's been this huge dust up, uh, I guess, because this MMA fighter, um, Malik Rashid decided to weigh in on a number of topics ranging from red pill to apparently intimate partner violence. And one of the things he put forth was that intimate partner violence or domestic violence didn't really exist when it came to women aggressing on men. And, um, you know, one of the things I, I immediately pointed out on Twitter in response to that was an image of a young man who had not only just experienced that very issue, um, but, um, you know, was, was, was very close to death in response to that. Right. And, and I didn't get a response and I didn't care if I got a response. Cause I appreciate that mojo. Um, <laughs> he said, Dr. T's is our Dr. Strange protector of the black male reality. <laughs> appreciate that. Man. <laughs> I never imagined myself as Dr. Strange. But um, anyway, um, so he, you know, he responded. He didn't respond, I should say. And I didn't care because I was just I just wanted to inform people. I wanted to use it as an opportunity to let people know who may not that it is very easy for males across age to be victims. Now, the, the, the image I posted on Twitter, which I, I don't have available right now, so I'm not going to post it here, uh, was of a grown man. But this has to do with a younger boy. And it has to do with the ways in which males experience Appreciate the membership, Brother Javon. Um, Welcome to the Onyx Brotherhood. So it looks like the membership button is still there. You might want to refresh if you can't see it on YouTube. Um, I don't know what else to tell you, but it looks like it is working. Um, See, Kashif, appreciate that cash app. So here, as you can see, uh, we have a teacher who told student a student that if he didn't have sex with her, she would lower his grade. This is a piece you can find on WashingtonPost.com. Teacher forced her student into sex and docked his grade after he refused suit sex. Brother Mike, appreciate that support. Um, but this is this is this is interesting when you look at it, right? This is a 27-year-old math teacher. This was from 2018. It's been a couple of years. But nevertheless, um, I come, I deal with these as they come across my desk. So it is what it is. Uh, 27-year-old math teacher Jennifer Olajare Aro coerced a 17-year-old student into having sex with her, repeatedly threatening to dock his grades if he refused, according to a lawsuit filed by the South Carolina teenager and his mother. Sexual advances had become so public, direct, and obvious that the student avoided Aro's classes at Burke High School in Charleston. Aware that administrators, other teachers, and his classmates knew about them, the lawsuit says. Sexual encounters ended in December after the teen refused to have sex with Aro and then lowered his grade from 98 to 89 out of 100, according to the lawsuit. 
Keene and his mother sued Arl's employer, the Charleston County School District, accusing officials of not quickly investigating Arl despite a history of sexual misconduct in the district. The lawsuit filed last week in Charleston County Circuit Court comes amid an investigation of the district's handling of separate uh, allegations against a different school employee who was reportedly promoted despite accusations that he had used the school computer to view child pornography. That employee was later accused of molesting two students. Now, see, we know, according to the article, that this was a male who was apparently not only watching child porn on the district sites, uh, district computers, but molesting students. There was no ambiguity about how to deal with him. Somehow, when it comes to, you know, female teachers in positions like this, it's all kinds of an issue. Because one of the things you'll notice, even in the image on the screen, the word rape is nowhere present. There's no abuse of authority in any significant way, so on and so forth. So we know that there is a there's a kind of, um, you know, cognitive dissonance when it comes to how males are addressed in these kinds of situations. Right. So continuing on, it says uh, they'd known about the propensity of their employees to have some type of sexual exploitations, and therefore they uh, were all on notice, said Mark Pepper, who represented the teen and his mother, neither of whom is named in the lawsuit. It's just clear to me that they just didn't care. It's just a complete lack of oversight and supervision from the district itself. It's a pattern. School spokeswoman said the district does not comment on pending litigation. Aro, now 28, was charged in December with sexual battery of a student. Her attorney did not recall return a call seeking comment during Aro's bond hearing shortly after her arrest. Holmes said she did not have a criminal record or dis disciplinary history at the school and had received teaching awards. Teaching awards. I wonder what awards she was getting. Anyway, um, the Post and Courier reported she taught pre-calculus and algebra and is married with a baby girl. Wow. So anyway, um, it continues on to say that Aro was hell bent on having a sexual relationship with the student. She began flirting with the teen after she became his math teacher at Burke High School in 2017. She talked to him about sex before, during and after class and made sexual advances in plain view of other teachers and students. The lawsuit alleges in November and December, Aro encouraged and coerced the teen to have sex with her on several occasions and at different places at the school, in her car, in her home, at least once it happened around Aro's 10-month-old baby, the lawsuit says. Uh, when the teen resisted, Aro turned to blackmail. Each time he would show his hesitancy to continue uh, this forced sexual relationship, she would remind him that she alone controls his grade. Pepper alleged that school administrators and teachers who knew about the misconduct did not report it to school officials. At this particular high school, all the teachers are very close. It would shock me if the teacher herself didn't share with other teachers what was going on with her student. We've all been in high school. You can't keep that kind of rumor mill under wraps. That gets around, and teachers are the first to pick up on that. The bottom line is that if, is that if anyone knew about it, including teachers, they had an affirmative duty to inform the school administrators. Teens' classmates knew about it, too, and teased him for being a teacher's pet among other things. Yeah, I kind of doubt that one. Anyway, um, the teen, the suit says, didn't say anything about the teacher to his mother for weeks, fearing that Aro would dock his grade and she had threatened to do so, as she had threatened to do so. But in December, he decided he couldn't go on. He put his foot down and said, you do what you got to do. I'm just doing this. I'm just not doing this anymore with you. Uh, and then um, Aro then docked the teen 
his false semester grade by 11 points. The lawsuit says he told his mother, who immediately reported the allegation to police and school officials. Uh, but Pepper said the district did not investigate until about three weeks later when Aro was arrested. All right. Um, let me see. Any Anything else here of note? Uh, the district has been facing criticisms. Uh, let me see. <laughs> okay, so then they talk about the guy uh, who uh, was engaged in child porn and actually got promoted at a particular point in time. Right. So they're linking this to ongoing behavior throughout the district with the one other case. My point simply here is that when it comes to, um, you know, males and female sexual aggression, we, we have a different language for it. We have a way of overlooking it. These stories tend to get buried. They don't tend to lead the discussion. And again, the biggest issue is you notice, you know, the terms that are comfortably used with males are not used when it comes to females. So that being said, we have to be able to really look these things directly and challenge them, right? Because at the end of the day, whether we like it or not, whether we agree with it or not, the boy was under age and by law that alone constituted statutory rape. Um, and yet male teachers do not get those kind of situations uh, reevaluated and seen as other than what they are, right? So let me go ahead here and ask you to go ahead and support, again, the Institute for Black Male Studies. Go to the website, look around, feel it out, um, kind of see what might be in there of interest. You can share some of the interviews there um, and go from there. Let's see. What's up, Zeke? We got High Scholar in house. What's going on? Ian Graves, of course. Appreciate that help, man. Let's see, uh, Mike Lowry, my own thinking cap. What's up, Mark Winter? Exactly. Rape is rape regardless. All right. Now, let me welcome my guest. Let's see if I can get him in here. What's up, sir? What's going on, Dr. Truth? What's the word, man? That's <laughs> chilling. Oh man, you know now you know I had to pull you up on this one. <laughs> I had a different uh, a different show in mind, but uh when I when this article ran across my desk, I said, Oh shit. Uh we we we, we gotta put this one into some time. <laughs> there is a lot happening here, boy. <laughs> a lot happening here. And 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 you know, especially in alignment with other things, this can't be or shouldn't be taken lightly. But um, I said, let me let me invite the good brother in here. Um, but I'm I'm gonna let me see if I can pull this up here, uh, and I will share it screen here if I can, just so people know. If you haven't had a chance to see it, what all the hubbub is about. Mm -hmm is uh, this piece here. All right. All right. There we go. So this is not something you're familiar with. This popped out. I saw it, I think, last night uh, mm -hmm. first time. Um, and some of you may have seen it uh, earlier or elsewhere. Nevertheless, uh, as you can see here, um, dailycaller.com 
report OnlyFans to pivot from porn as it seeks to become mainstream platform. Um, now, you've been talking about not just not necessarily OnlyFans in isolation, but you've been talking right. about the the things that people do. Uh, women in particular, in response to this last year alone, right? Let alone other, let alone some other things. Uh, if you could, uh, what what are your overall thoughts about the state of the economy and where things are as we're coming out of COVID? And you've continued to talk about these things. Where, where do, what is your thinking at on these now? Okay, the, this is all COVID did was accelerate stuff that was already getting ready to happen. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, you know, we kind of put it on steroids. So uh, COVID forced, uh, number one, it, it forced a shutdown so uh, people didn't have an income, but also forced businesses to kind of uh, automate, automate faster than they normally would have. So um, so even though now, you know, uh, with them coming out of COVID right now that, you know, there's a shortage of workers, but that's going to, you know, that, that, that's going to get uh, filled up pretty quickly. And what, what you're going to find out is a lot of, you know, what they, I think they called it a she session. It, it was happening in yeah. 2019, even before yeah. COVID happened, yeah. where a lot of the soft jobs uh, were, get, were actually getting um, replaced by artificial intelligence. Uh-huh. And a lot of the soft jobs that the government would normally fund, they weren't funding anymore. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. that's what that's what's causing the she session. Um, and. Uh, I, all, all COVID did was actually going to did was actually accelerate it because now you have a child care problem, you have a school problem, you have all these other things that are piling up, and they're even saying that some women may not return back to work, or if they do return back to work, uh, that's the reason a lot of uh, people aren't returning back to work because uh, they're only getting like part time hours. Okay, the job is there, but the thing is, the job is not there um, the way it was. Mm-hmm. And even uh, like Amazon, Amazon just you know uh, has a has a uh, warehouse where it only needs three people. It's completely automated. Wow! So stuff like that, uh, stuff like uh, even the, the burger joints, McDonald's. Okay, they only have you know when I you know when I was a kid when I first got my first job at McDonald's at sixteen, seventeen years old, they had you know up to eight cashiers. Okay, you now were, they have you were, you were Calvin, huh? Yeah, I was yeah. Calvin. <laughs> I was Calvin. Okay. He's got a future. <laughs> <laughs> they told me that too. <laughs> okay. I, I was I was a Calvin. Um mm-hmm. and uh and he had he had you know uh, 6 to 8 cashiers and most of the times if it was busy, you know, the rush hour he had 5 or 6. Now you're down to 1. And you have what you call this uh now this this, this uh, cashless um uh, kiosk and now you know uh, I've been experimenting with it uh, you can actually uh, have somebody bring it to you or you can actually go on your phone app okay you get yeah. a better deal on your phone app than you did just walking to the counter and uh, and you have one person bring out the food to you so it's replacing a lot of jobs Yeah, you know and, and that's just one uh, Home Depot you can go down the list Home Depot uh, all the all, all the service sector to you know, the service sector is getting wiped out by AIs and automation, yeah. and that's going to continue. And you also uh, think about uh, what I have been documenting, um, the uh, laws that they have been, uh, 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 prostitution laws, they have been, been decriminalizing. You know, mm-hmm. I know that, uh, 
at least five or six cities and maybe a couple of states. You know, recently, Maine, recently Maine did it and Oregon's trying to do it. And also Louisiana's trying to do it, which you think is in a, in a Bible, a Bible belt that wouldn't happen. But right. you have all these people trying to decriminalize prostitution. There's a reason for that. OK, all these women aren't going to have jobs. What do you do with them? Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and we and we should also add a little more information as far as mm-hmm. genderizing the last year. Mm-hmm. Right? One of the things we know and, and we've been talking about this regularly um, <clears throat> was, you know, one of the things that hit was the loss of child care. Right. So, we yes. know we know that that inadvertently hit women yeah. for many men was an irony because we've had to fight upstream for custody mm-hmm. hell for even 50 50 custody. Right. Men have to fight upstream. So by the time the loss of child care hit. You know, yeah. whether you had a job, whether you had an opportunity for a new job, many women found themselves stuck between home and work because they couldn't, uh, they didn't have that childcare access. Yeah, access, and they, a lot of fathers <laughs> got a lot of calls. Okay. Absolutely. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't let them because even uh, with well, my grandson, because he was with me, um, mm, yeah, while my daughter was working and yeah. uh, being online, there's a there's a lot of children in this classroom. They share time between mother and father. I bet. And and there should be a study at some point as to what impact that had, because I know from, you know, personal discussions with you, your grandson's performance in school mm-hmm. improved dramatically. Yes. Yes. You know? So that would be an interesting study in and of itself. Men, even though we're not being brought back in with open arms, but out of necessity, you know, what impact might that have had on different aspects of black children's lives? Yes. You know, so you have that. The other thing I would add to this um, is, you know, we talked about some of the different types of grants and funding uh, that's come out in the last year in support Mm -hmm. of black women's businesses, business Mm -hmm. ventures. um, And and I've been talking about this for the longest. I have not seen any of that extended to black males, even though black males actually have more entrepreneurial businesses in Mm -hmm. the black community than black women. It's not mm-hmm. been foregrounded. Black men have not been mentioned. And I've challenged my audience to send me, you know, uh, any kinds of if from the last year, any type of business support targeted at black men, because we've seen new business opportunities that are earmarked on the basis of race mm-hmm. earmarked for women across race earmarked specifically for black women, but nothing specifically for black men. Right. So that's another dimension of this that we've seen kind of hitting brothers in a unique way that nobody talks about. The other thing is when you mentioned the term she session, mm-hmm. one of the problems I always had with that is, is it, it, you know, obviously it's designed to foreground the experiences with of women and that is what it is. Yeah. But it further buries black men in particular, but men in general, right? Because if you look at homelessness prior to the pandemic, it was already dramatic. We know, you know, half of America's homeless is, is black. Mm-hmm. And out of that, you know, it's difficult to find the data being disaggregated by gender, but historically, that's overwhelmingly been male. Yeah, the last the, the one uh, one stat I saw, it might not have been completely accurate, was seventy percent of the of the black homeless are male. Mm-hmm. And I've seen over the years in urban centers, sometimes up to ninety percent, yeah, be male. So it all depends. On you know when the study came out and, and and what it's actually accounting for as far as geography, right. but overwhelmingly it does tend to be more male than not. And then when you start talking about shelters that mm-hmm. are earmarked for for you know women and children, they will mm-hmm. overtly state it: women and children, right? Mm-hmm. So men have been you know 
we've been experiencing this to a greater degree anyway. But when you factor in COVID early on, you know, when it was starting to spread, fear was starting to really, you know, grasp many of us about mm-hmm. how this can go and to what extent. My question was always about the black male homeless population. What mm-hmm. is going on with with COVID in regard to them? And so by the time we fast forward a few months later to the fall, when we're talking about a she session, I'm saying we're talking about a she session because we're seeing the lack of childcare. We're seeing the impact on women who who had jobs. I mean, hell, how many times have we've heard brothers reporting that they, they have women in Benzes, you know, delivering groceries, right? So those are the women they're talking about. The women yeah. that lost employment. Now right. the women who might be finding new employment, but being paid far less yeah. what they were before, but no discussion on, you know, the men who were, you know, who were going into homelessness all the way leading up to the beginning of the pandemic and what's happened. So it's not to say with a she session that women have necessarily struggled more. It's just to say that's what they chose to pay attention to. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They always uh, was it women and children first. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and, and it's 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 a wonder if men get addressed at all. So that's part of the issue. But now, now we're running into, and this is something that uh, one of the commenters uh, on YouTube just pointed out a moment ago. Uh, and I put it right up on the screen. We are a few days away from the end of the rent moratorium. Mm-hmm. And you've actually been talking about not only the moratorium, you've also been talking about the end of unemployment. You want to kind of outline that a little bit? Uh, well, the end of the uh, the it's not the unemployment completely, but the uh, the federal unemployment was actually giving the people a twelve hundred dollar a month supplement on top of their state unemployment. Mm-hmm. And uh, you had I think it was like twenty two states actually ended early because it wasn't supposed to end till the first of September. Mm-hmm. But you had like twenty two states because they said they had jobs, they opened up the economy, there were no workers, so they said they were actually going to encourage the workers to actually go back by ending their um ending the federal unemployment early. In fact, there was a lawsuit, I think it was in, uh, might have been Missouri, mm-hmm. because uh, the governor actually ended it early. They were actually suing the the, the state <laughs> for ending it early. But the thing is, that's what's happening right now. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, like in Texas, the writ moratorium, the CDC moratorium wasn't supposed to end, but the thing is, uh, the judge had an injunction mm-hmm. again, uh, against the writ moratorium. So in Texas, they're already doing it. In fact, I think I had actually uh, showed a story where out of uh, Texas, out of, I think it was Dallas, where mm-hmm. they were actually evicting people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so it's already happened. And I hear story, I hear uh, lots of stories in New York and Philly, in uh, Baltimore, in Miami, you know, uh, about uh, women on the street that are homeless. Lots well, of them. I've been hearing stories even in L.A. and Long Beach where, mm-hmm. where as early as last summer. Mm-hmm. stuff was thrown out on their lawns because if mm-hmm. anybody you know can't afford to to initiate a lawsuit on their own behalf it's poor mm-hmm. black folk you know so yeah. it's not surprise so when they have these news reports about you know how people might be getting kicked out early the way i read that is now you're talking mm-hmm. about white folk because mm-hmm. you know as far as poor black folk poor brown folk for that matter you know that mess was going has been going on for the last year anyway mm-hmm. varying degrees based on where we're talking about so that's all been that's all been happening. And mm-hmm. then also, we, I think we need, we need to put this in context, too. This is also, um, you know, uh, uh, right after Me Too. Right. So mm-hmm. 
when we look at Me Too and the impact of Me Too on work culture, obviously men who've engaged in you know sexual harassment to any degree have been called out. Mm-hmm. Um, we've also seen this weaponized against men with no evidence. Mm-hmm. And, and so the idea is that because the accusation is made, it must be legitimate. And we, we kind of sidestep the very human um, reaction to power is that mm-hmm. some will abuse it. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Right? So, there's, so, so we're talking about all of these things uh, in a gendered context in a way that sets you know men up to be in a very difficult situation. Uh, uh, also women too, because uh, uh, you know, uh, any corporation or company looks at costs and what is the cost of a sexual harassment lawsuit? So mm-hmm. they're less likely to hire a woman. They probably would have, you know, three, four years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So, so all that to say, mm-hmm. right. That one of the things we've seen in the last year is the rise of this micro economy, this, uh, this gig economy mm-hmm. uh, we've seen. Or, or the human cloud is the mm-hmm. world economic forum causes. Mm-hmm. And we've, and we've seen that impact everything from uh, transportation, micro transportation to home repair to, mm-hmm. you know, I've, I've seen it with, with housekeeping to mm-hmm. food. We've seen all of this. Mm-hmm. Right? And the reports have really shown that for the most parts, even the most lauded of these, the Ubers and whatnot, you're essentially talking about minimum wage when mm-hmm. everything's calculated. Yeah. By the time your cars are repaired or if you're renting a car and you calculate for that and gas, a lot of the time, especially over a year, uh, what they're finding more often than not is that it's really adding up to minimum wage. But one of the things that we also saw rise out of this and by mm-hmm. the way, I should say restaurant restaurants as well as drivers were getting uh, shafted when it came to a lot of this as far as food delivery. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, you got I don't know if you guys have seen the reports in the last you know couple months where you've had delivery drivers in tears, you know, on mm-hmm. camera, uh, not able to, you know, pay bills, not able to eat, even though they are delivering. But they're being mm-hmm. gouged. Restaurants are complaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of these apps have been taking out a huge chunk, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. One of these areas we've seen rise up out of out of virtually nowhere has been OnlyFans. Mm, yeah, right. Which has been around for a while, but wasn't necessarily a, a sexualized uh, platform. Um, but we saw this kind of rise up, and so I was going to read a little bit of this and, and get your reactions. Right? So, uh, digital media platform OnlyFans reportedly wants to move away from porn as the company seeks to find backers to help it become a mainstream company. The London-based company, which grew with the help of adult entertainment stars charging fans to see racy videos and photos of them. Uh-oh. Good? Oh, yeah, I'm good. Okay. Um, uh, to see racy videos and photos of them is likely to raise new... Appreciate that support, officer. Good to have you in here. Uh, you might have to. I might have to shoot you a link so you can come up on screen if you got the time. Uh, damn it. Okay, here we go. Um, is looking to raise new funding in a deal that will put the value of the company company at one billion dollars. Sources with uh, knowledge shared with Bloomberg in a piece published Wednesday, and you can see right there the New York Post, where it says OnlyFans reportedly seeks one billion dollar valuation as it aims to pivot from porn. So they're not doing this out of any kind of moral issue they're they're doing this because um 
there's a there's an opportunity there. Mm-hmm. There's an opportunity to switch uh, and 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 by changing their business profile, their platform, um, it actually stands to make them more money. Any, mm-hmm. any thoughts about that? Uh, yeah, because uh, you have a lot of uh, uh, top tier um, talent. You know, one thing that COVID did it was basically slow down or stop um, the uh, the live performances. So uh, a lot of your uh, uh, famous people, you know, athletes, singers, performers, you know, couldn't make money uh, in in real life. Okay, they had to switch to a digital format. Right. So. The OnlyFans is one of those di- the, one of those ready-made digital formats to actually start monetizing, you know, your 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 status, your wealth, and your fame, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, but the thing is, if it's if if it's uh, associated with porn, it's not good for their brand. So, you know, I was reading Bloomberg, and Bloomberg said there's a lot of uh, 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 legit uh, uh, stars and legit uh, personalities that uh, want to sign up to OnlyFans, but they have to change their model. They have to change their model. Yeah, they have to change their model. Yeah, let me. It's bad for certain people's brands. Now we got about four hundred fourteen people watching. Please like, share, subscribe, join, and donate. Support the channel. Y'all know I had to get my boy in here, uh, Doctor Gigi himself. (laughs) Gigi himself. Uh oh. Oh man, what's going on, man? I'm you know I'm infamous. (laughs) <laughs> Not yes, you are. I'm infamous, man. Yes, so, you are. <laughs> How you doing, man? You are truly a gorilla in the mist, man. <laughs> hey, let me. I'm gonna have to, uh, you know, calm my uh, gorilla tendencies down. Man. <laughs> What's going on? No, <laughs> well, you know, I had to, you know, I had to get your responses in this piece, uh, Officer Faulkner. I already mailed it to you, uh, emailed it to you, so you're welcome to come on through, and then probably a little bit later, we'll open it up to some some dialogue. Yeah, because, because uh, it was interesting when uh, when COVID happened and, and happened, and you saw a, a flood of uh, a, a flood of stars. Thank you, Michael. Um, a flood of stars coming into the OnlyFans space and basically uh, taking money away from uh, the so-called regular girls, the, the 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 working girls that didn't have a job, and they were complaining about that you know a year ago. Right. So this just makes it worse. Absolutely. Tab um, liquor. <laughs> like the name. Liquor, yeah. <laughs> uh, we got Officer Faulkner in the building. Officer, uh, the, officer the doggone law. <laughs> What's up, ma'am? <laughs> you know, shout out to the good doctors at BGS. I feel honored to be around with such esteemed intelligence here. Anyway. <laughs> My it. My steam negra intelligentsia. Okay, I love you. <laughs> you. You and your pinky ring, man. <laughs> That's right. Uh, it's, it's actually dual pinky rings, but who cares? Hey, I'm on that pinky ring game myself. <laughs> I'm with you. You know. Yeah, I had to buy. I had to buy like about two hundred and ten dollars worth of cigars. So you know, I'm smoking with you. All right. All right. All well, right. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna. I'm gonna finish this. Okay. You guys' responses on so. Continuing with it, it says the company reportedly hopes by shedding its porn reputation, it can attract invest investment from venture capital investors. Many venture capital firms reportedly often have deals with investors who prevent them from investing in vice industries on mm-hmm. things like firearms, alcohol, and porn. Mm-hmm. Noted, 
The goal would be to attract a wider range of celebrities and athletes to connect with their admirers and fans. Big name celebrities who already use the site, including actress Bella Thorne, rapper Cardi B, and professional boxer Floyd Mayweather. Um, and this is it. So last year, OnlyFans handled $2 billion in sales with the site taking a 20% fee and making more than $400 million. But as we saw, they are up for a $1 billion valuation. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts? Uh, and I, oh, I'll man. Go Bro. ahead and jump to Gigi. These uh, people are trying to cash out. And uh, the porn business is not good for uh, long-term blue-chip stock business. Mm-hmm. Just not uh, you know, uh, the kind of business model uh, that people want to invest in over the long term. I mean, mm-hmm. they're worried about their reputation and uh, it's not good to be in the business that's perceived as exploiting women. Mm-hmm. And so uh, even though one could argue that they're trying to legalize prostitution and, uh, you know, to lower the uh, social stigmatization that comes along with it, it's still <laughs> it's still a hard sell for someone to invest, uh, especially if they're a reputable you know, long money, not new money, but, you know, established long term money. They don't want to be associated with that. So I get it, uh, but it's not going to be good for, uh, you know, the, the women who are making money off of this venue. Yeah. Well, and I think there have been some reports that came out in the last year that showed that, you know, even though you had top earners, as you do in any industry, the majority of women found that this was far more expensive an endeavor than they thought. Everything from production to cameras to background to all these different things that many of them were doing themselves. And of course, appreciate that support, Dijon. And of course, you know, one of the things they're running up against is having a very small audience in many instances and really breaking even if they're lucky. So I don't, I I just don't see it. Well, you know, if you I don't know how BGS ranks women. I know he's got his octane series or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the baddest women, you know, the ones who, who look the best. I've not seen, you know, you know, OnlyFans, you know, production be stellar and, you know, mm-hmm. five star. It's just mm-hmm. like, you know, they, they grab their telephones, mm-hmm. and they, they show themselves shaking their rumps. Uh-huh. Uh, and you know the, the, the hourglass and the bubble. If that's right, mm-hmm. then they get investment. You know, uh, but I, you know, porn ain't going nowhere though. I, you know, I just, but but the, the ability for them to cash in on it in this way and in yeah. you know on this venue, they're just gonna start taxing them more, or either they're just gonna tell them, look, we're not gonna support that kind of content. So right. I guess it's gonna drive the business somewhere else. Yeah, it's got it's got to go to the porn sites, you know, which are very exploitive. It's called Twitter. Well, some of the stuff I seen on Twitter makes Pornhub look like a Sesame Street. (laughs) There probably will be a flood on pre-existing apps, but the thing about Mm. OnlyFans is it it turned out in an article I looked at last year, the ones Mm. who were doing the best tended to be Instagram models that already had. A following followings. Yes. You know what I mean? And so it, it really in, impacted everyone else who kind of went into it thinking that they were going to, you know, because y'all saw the reports, you know, certain women making 50 grand in a month. 
yeah. that kind of thing. And I think, you know, people thought in some way this was going to be like Bitcoin or something. And, <laughs> you know, it, 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 you know, so this is huge. This is a, this is huge in, in terms of this. And, and where will it go from here? But I mean, you, you got to look at it like this, man. It's like the rap music industry mm. uh, during the, the 90s through the 2000s. That was the time when, uh, you know, you could cash in if you were a rap star. But now everybody's a rapper. You know, everybody has a, a Fruity Loops program. Everybody yeah. can produce music. And uh, I think there are more producers than there are rappers now. So it's not worth anything anymore. It's yeah. like the, the more people saturate a market, they attenuate, you know, uh, the profitability associated with that market. So if, if there's just, if everybody's shaking and showing their asses. Yeah. <laughs> You know, the profitability from showing and shaking your ass is going to diminish. How much can you, I mean, how, how far can you go? You know, at, at some point you can't go for it any further. Yeah. yeah. So, and you compete uh, and you're competing against free stuff, which is the porn hubs, the, you know, the um, X videos and that kind of stuff. So I think they, I think they should make videos of them cooking and cleaning, <laughs> you know, actually being cordial and nice to people. Oh man, I'm going to put $20 a month on that. <laughs> Porn for niceness. Uh, that was- <laughs> said, Porn for you. cooperation. <laughs> Where did this come from? Wow. <laughs> like, I, I look at it so much, man. Like, prostitution is probably making a serious comeback. I mm-hmm. mean, I bet you this summer it's going to be like Sodom and Gamal. It, it, w- it will be, but things like, like I said, I've seen this before. Um, you know, cause I'm, I, cause I, I came of age during the crack era and I seen what happened, um, uh, when you dump that many women on the street. Sorry, sorry. Shout out to Corey. He just made me laugh, but go ahead, man. I'm sorry. No, what do you, what do you say? No, he's, he's, he's he over here on the, he's on some officer Faulkner stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, girl, I like you folding them clothes, girl. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, at, look at what your boy uh, Bitter Truth said. You know, one girl does cook and clean, but she does so naked. Are you... <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh, but that's happened several times. Hey, that might, that, that might be worth viewing it, <laughs> worth tuning into. <laughs> but just you know, real quick, I will say I didn't really think this was going to take off because of what you just mentioned, BGS. When mm-hmm. when I first heard about it, mm-hmm. I'm like, porn is free. Yeah, I didn't I didn't imagine that so much money would go into this because so much porn is free. And I'm saying that as a as a '70s baby, right? Because yeah. at that time, you know, you had to find a magazine on the street unless you you had a you know a father that had a collection or some shit. Like it was it was hard to get. Yeah, yeah, free, and yet yeah. OnlyFans went through the roof. So that caught me off guard. Oh, because because uh, men because porn is free, but it's also impersonal, and what the men are paying for is not to see yeah. sex on the screen. They're paying for a personal connection with the with the artist. I was. That's like that. Uh, what's that players' club where you going back to the house, go to the yeah. apartment? Yeah, you know, <laughs> they want that like that 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 personal touch. They I want that personal touch, and that's what that's what a lot of uh, a lot of guys that are that are you know, especially during COVID, they were lonely. They were looking for, looking for a personal connection. It's almost like the the uh, the animus and anima, right? Um, mm. there's, there's certain there's certain keys, there's certain triggers. Um, that will cause a guy to invest his his animal into a woman, and w- w- where his animal goes, his money will follow. 
And I, you know, you. I, I've actually did a scientific study on that one, mm. believe it or not. Scientifically speaking, if she got a fat ass and a nice set of breasts and a thin waist, it equal it equals a bigger wallet for her. Well, it's it true, but also, you know, if you notice, um, it's probably going a little off the rails, but if you notice that uh, that uh, there's a there's an imprint, there's a generational imprint, and and what women will do is they will look at the hot girl and they will copy her, like uh, um, mm. uh, whether it's a, a Kim Kardashian or a, a Melissa Ford or whatever it is, they see what is she doing and how can I copy her? So when the, when a guy sees her, a picture of her, it automatically goes to a subconscious, and that's what you want. It's like when I mean, you see all these women looking exactly alike, you go on the Instagram, mm. and they all look alike. You know, you have a hard time telling which one is which because they all look alike. They all have the same uh, body parts. They have the same kind of makeup. They almost have the same kind of hair. Well, I tell you what, man, you know, back in the day, uh, mm -hmm. in the 90s, mm -hmm. uh, on to the, you know, the 2000s, they used to have like the uh, phone sex lines or stuff mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I guess this is no different than that, you know, but uh, now yeah. it's just multimedia as opposed to you know the auditor the auditory, auditory. Yeah. uh you know connection that you can have but i just i just don't understand it man to me i'm just gonna keep it real mm -hmm. i get it but i don't get it uh that's space age simping it is it is i mean you <laughs> and, have exactly and not right. only and not only is it space age simping but i feel like look man the p is free bro like krs1 like, well, like, you don't, the reason why you don't get it is because you get it. Yeah, yeah. See, the, 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 the simps, the, the, it's like the poor, the simps will be with you always. Oh. <laughs> I, but I just, look, bro. I mean, you got to pay for it one way or the other. Okay. Mm -hmm. there, there is no, either you got to pay with your time, you got to pay with your energy. You, mm -hmm. you know, some people pay with their money mm -hmm. uh, so that they don't have to spend time or energy. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's some, you know, in some way you're going to pay, but at the same time, man, paying for the, you know, impersonal connection. Because mm -hmm. it, it ain't, you know, it's not personal for real. It's business. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just can't see it, man. Oh, okay. And, and, and this is what they've noticed. And this is coming from a, a lot of studies uh, on, um, on a lot of brain studies. Right. Okay. At, uh, which is why, um, which is why, uh, uh, dating apps work so well, which is why your your phone and stuff like that. Okay, your subconscious doesn't know the difference. Mm. Okay, your yeah, your conscious mind knows that this this you know this chick doesn't give a damn about you, right? You're just paying her to actually you know talk about you or talk to you. Okay, but subconscious doesn't know. It mm. it accepts it as real, and and you you actually react on your subconscious more than you do with your your conscious. Mm. That's like that's like um uh, these apps and and the iPhone and all this kind of stuff actually works because it goes directly to the subconscious. Yeah, well, hey, you know, uh, you can see on that's, that's why that's why OnlyFans blows up, man. It's 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 you know why if 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 you if you hit a guy's imprint, it's gonna go right to a subconscious and he's gonna he's gonna want basically it's gonna uh, want it to, he's gonna want to take care of you and that's what these guys do. Well, some of these chicks have uh have regulars just like a, a prostitute has regulars yeah. and and the, and you have you know you get fifty guys giving you a hundred dollars a month to take care of you it's five grand man I barely gave my girlfriend a hundred dollars a month. <laughs>
I just, you know, I look, I get it, but I don't mm. get it. I yeah. understand it, but I don't understand it. So that's just me. Uh, look, I, I go to the street club with my homies. Mm-hmm. I used to. I, I don't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we'll go there. And, uh, you know, I'd be like, I don't want to lap dance, mama. I, mm-hmm. I just I like to observe from afar. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Let me let me drink my beer, smoke my smoke my cigars, and you know, because you're, you're a Gemini and and you're detached, so yeah, like that. <laughs> I just don't give it. I mean, I well, can't I can't understand well, giving well, up all cross, my cash, Can I cross man. reference to good Doctor GG? Yeah. Good sir, how are you doing this evening? How you doing, brother? I'm doing well, smoking a fine cigar, drinking a uh, Gold Reserve Johnny Walker. Okay, okay. You feeling nice? Feeling nice. Just like Jerry Rice. So, sir, can I ask you, during your adolescence and your youthful days, have you ever had any troubles getting with the opposite sex? Uh, Not really, man. Uh, You know, when I was younger, you know, at first I didn't know what sex was and all that kind of stuff. But then when I did learn, this is like, man, I'm going to tell you what I... This might sound crass. Mm-hmm. It's the worst thing in the world, man. But I used to think, okay, I'm gonna holler at a hundred hoes. That's what I called it. It's and crap. it's wrong, okay, but that's that was my mentality. That's, that's game. Yeah. I said a hundred hoes. And when I hit a hundred, mm-hmm. then you know I'll select, but I never could get to a hundred. It was always like I get to like 14 or 15. Then, mm-hmm. then I'm then I'm I got a girlfriend now. But mm-hmm. I mean my whole thing is balling. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just if she looked good, I don't care where she is. I'm on her. Mm. Uh, you know, uh, but to me, that's too much energy. It's a waste of time. But, but you know, after about five or ten years, I, I learned, man, dude, why are you wasting your time chasing these women? Even talk, you know, like walking up to them, trying to you know enamor them and all that. I'm like, mm-hmm. I got personal goals to fulfill. So I just start, you know, I, I said to myself, this is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. Well, hold uh, hold up one second. So, computer, uh, shout out to Computer Geek. Uh, shout out to uh, um, uh, brother Don May. Appreciate that support. Um, make sure you guys like the video. We got about five hundred and thirty-four people watching. Again, like, share, subscribe, join, and donate. Support the channel. Um, but the question, the question I really wanted to pose in this discussion is: What impact does this have? Mm-hmm. Uh, what impact does this have? Like OnlyFans, you know, for all we've heard about it in the last year, making this kind of pivot. Mm-hmm. What, what what are the various things you guys see on the horizon with this major shift taking place? Oh, well, uh, if OnlyFans is not doing it and they can't make money uh, virtually, they're gonna have to do it in real life. So mm. they're gonna they're gonna get dumped on the street. Mm. Mm. Ooh. That's what's gonna happen. So basically, you know the, you know the they were prostituting online, like somebody was saying, digital skin. Okay, now you gotta do it in real life, and now you gotta do it one at a time because you can't, uh, you can't uh, entertain a hundred guys in real life. Wow, that's and that's the ooh, that's wow. it's got them spoiled. It's got them spoiled, BG and Doc, yeah. okay, and, and yeah. officer. It's got yeah. them spoiled. See, look. I went to I went to Las Vegas, man, uh, maybe about 15, 20 years ago. And uh, mm-hmm. I was on probation when I went. 
You already know I told you I have a criminal record or whatever. So uh, I went there and I saw all these like. badass women, man, like mm-hmm. at the fucking place where I was registering to be there. I'm like, what the fuck is this? I'm scared. Yeah. I'm like thinking to myself, why are all these badass women okay. coming here? And then I realized, oh, they're there to register for the sex trade because it's legal in Nevada now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Okay. Uh, but it's legal there, but can you imagine prostitution legal everywhere, man? Wow! Uh, can you imagine it? Like, it's gonna can be you like imagine a, that, man? It's it's gonna, it's gonna like flood a, the market. Hold on, one like a, it's, it's gonna be like a like a fast food industry with sex. Wow! It's gonna be worse like, than that. <laughs> drive by, imagine going to the drive-through. Uh, can I get a can I get a big ass cheek? Like Ooh. what the hell? But I've noticed this. What it is is that here's the little, here's the thing that that really drives the nail. Not only do you have to drop the women on the street, and they're gonna have to, you know, like you have things like Liz Crawler, informally Black Page. Mm-hmm. But this is also an open out for the transgenders because mm-hmm. we have a lot of them in Baltimore who are into that trade as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. And because they're looking, I mean, how can I say it? Um, unique. Mm-hmm. They, it's hard for them to get regular jobs. Mm-hmm. Now, so, but but tell me this, because I'm late to certain things. By the time I found out about Backpage, it was because it was in the news because they were shutting it down or whatever. Mm-hmm. What is is there another Backpage that this kind of thing hits? Will they create a new one altogether? They, like, they, 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 they already have. They, they already There's have. With, yeah, oh, they already have. There's several of them. There's several of them. But okay. uh, uh, in fact, you might want to have. Uh, 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 I, I, I'm trying to remember her name, but uh, she was she was a uh, ex stripper, and she knows all of them, all the different places where you can actually find escorts and stuff like that. She okay. she actually named like three of them. Okay. So does this does this flood that or what what happens? Yeah. Now? yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, yeah, the thing is, is that uh, the stats is that any at any one time, uh, you barely have you know male and female uh, 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 a million pros out of three hundred thirty million people. You have maybe a million less than one percent are actually uh, prostituting themselves. What happens when you actually go to five or ten? And what what happens, you know, it's supply it and demand. It doesn't sound like much numerically, but you know, driving around a given city is a whole different thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's why the thumbnail you had on one of your recent videos where you had the woman sleeping in her car with the two babies. With, with the twins, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. If somebody has some background music they gotta turn down or something. Um, but yeah, so I mean we're the impact of that, I don't think many of us are really prepared for what this looks like. You know what I mean? I, you know, even when you say something like people shift to actual, uh, you know, prostitution, I don't think many of us are really prepared, you know, for seeing a woman say breastfeeding a baby mm-hmm. on the side of the corner while she's, you know, tricking. You know what I mean? Like it, it, the reality was that this appreciate that, Marvin. The reality that this proposes, um, it, you know, there's there's a lot there to be to be looked at. You know, anybody want to respond to that? What what are we looking at? Uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, basically. I mean, I the closest thing, 
I mean, if you ever saw the wire, and I know uh, Officer Charles, get, uh, I know he he's in Baltimore. I know he saw it. There was a, a, a several episodes that actually outlined Amsterdam, right, where you had the uh, open drug trade and where it was legal, and uh, and basically in one area of town, and basically you had almost like walking zombies walking back and forth and uh that was what was happening during the crack era when all these women actually got dumped on the street because they're on you know they had habits and uh and it's interesting man when you actually you know roll up and you know you know as a kid man you roll up and you ask you you talk to the prostitutes and hey you know what what, how much is it or what you what you're doing and stuff like that they would complain you know they would sit there because you know when a woman will always complain if there's a male around that she could actually dump her complaint to, she'll do it right. And they, they I sit up there and I talk to them, right? And say, you know, I can't sell nothing right now because you know I used to sell it for $35, $40, and and these you know competing against chicks are selling it for five. And it's just it just you know just drove them drove them right out of business. And that's what's gonna happen. When you dump that many women on the street that have to uh compete for you know for the few dollars that they're actually gonna be out there because um there aren't going to be that many guys that are going to do be doing that much better to be able to afford all these chicks. It's not going to happen. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to say this. Not only will you see an abundance of... Uh, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Money, money call. Appreciate it, MLR. Yeah, thank you, know, you MLR. We're on a stroll today, man. We're on a stroll today. Mm-hmm. But uh, not only that, <laughs> I suggest that we might even see... Uh, see somewhat of a renaissance going back into women trying to compete or actually be competitive again in their non-sexual okay. abilities. Okay. Because if, if everybody's offering sex, mm-hmm. what else do you... And I can get it for, you know, like a comic book. Right, right, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. The only oh, difference yeah. the comic book actually increases in value. But, <laughs> but so what else do you bring to the table? Like, you know, it's going to be something like Vietnam, you know, or, or Southeast Asia, where a lot of those soldiers basically rented out the women to, you know, to clean their clothes, to fix their little quarters and, and also to have sex with. So you're going to see a lot of that, you know, like you had a maid, but now you're going to see like, you know, a dual, like a makeshift wife or, mm-hmm. or a makeshift maid. Like they're going to have to, they're going to have to cook for you. So, you know, see a lot of that, but you know, like, you know, they're good. America's still a puritanical country, man. Uh, don't sleep. Uh, it is. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you got a lot of people who, and I think it's a fake puritanical country. Yeah, right, right, right. Uh, but but at the same time, they want to save face and perceive, you know, uh, themselves and want others to perceive them as, you know, a wholesome Christian nation. And uh, I mean, especially on the right. I don't think the left has an issue with this as much as the right. Uh, they're feminists, you know, who are for free sexual expression and, you know, uh, prostitution uh and but that's part of the body positivity movement as well but i i just don't see it man i, I just don't see these do-gooders man these uh these good old white boys man saying okay yeah let's just let's just put a stamp of approval on this let's they, have they, some brothels. They, they, when I, I was shocked when maine maine passed a non uh uh, 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 basically, what they call it—the uh, decriminalized law on prostitution, Maine. Okay, can't get more puritanical than Maine. 
Huh. I get it, but but it's it's a difference between decriminalizing something in order to spare women the mm -hmm. horrors of having to deal with a criminal record related to prostitution, mm -hmm. and it's another thing to not be able to go after the Johns. I mean, so the Johns still get, if, if I'm not mistaken, if you're a John and you're paying for mm -hmm. sex, then you still have the uh, capacity to get a record, correct? Uh, like yeah, yeah, you do. So, In some terms, yes, some terms, no. Because now when they decriminalize something, let's say, let's say marijuana in Baltimore, if it's under 10 grams, you get a citation. Speak up a little, Charles. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Like for marijuana in Baltimore, if it's t under 10 grams, you get a citation. So you don't get it arrested. You have to pay the citation. But if it's over 10 grams, you're subject to arrest. So I think we're still looking at how are they going to judge this completely? Are you going to, is it going to be a certain, like, if we catch you before there's a sexual act, if we catch you in the middle of it or after, you know, it's going to have to have some type of, some type of uh, context to it. Hmm. Yeah, and if if you start going after the Johns and whatnot, then you ruin the whole ruining the whole reason for decriminalizing. You, you want them to be able to actually support themselves. It's the reason that they're doing it. Uh, well, just real quick, uh, Marcus. Um, you know, I shot you a a, a Facebook message. Uh, come on up, brother. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Ian, I appreciate that suggestion. Um, but anyway, all right, continue on, fellas. Well, you know, here's my other question, and mm -hmm. you know, I just want to pose it to the panel. Um, most women who are prostitutes or who take this route, they do mm -hmm. it either because it's quick cash, it's easy, mm -hmm. or they do it because they have to do it, mm -hmm. right? Right. Uh, because they have no other recourse, they don't have mm -hmm. any skills, uh, or or maybe perhaps they do it. So let me say three reasons: either it's the quick come up, mm -hmm. or you know, it's done out of bare necessity or they're being forced to do it like mm -hmm. sex trafficking or something like that okay mm -hmm. um wouldn't it just be better man to have a system with a safety net to where nobody has to actually do this it would be but this but this is america i'm just saying like uh, well, I, I we did. It point. was called it was called welfare, but then you, you find out people can't afford the uh, the yeah, amount of people on it. Yeah, the, 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 at some point, your welfare system is going to get overloaded, and even uh, even when it was a a smaller you know a smaller population like black people, you know, a, a small minority of black people actually getting dumped on the street like that. I saw the effects of what happened as far as just prostitution, prostitution, and the price of prostitution. This is going to be a whole lot larger than that. It's gonna be a whole lot larger than that, and we. This is something we have never seen before. Hmm. I mean, outside of a, a you know a third world country like Venezuela. Is this better move, better move to France? <laughs> well, the thing By is, the way, the, 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 it got so bad in Venezuela, the prostitutes had to leave to prostitute because they couldn't make any money in Venezuela. They had to leave and go to Colombia and become prostitutes. And by the, and by the way, fellas, mm -hmm. shocking as it may seem. Not the desperate or the unskilled labor are the only people prostituting, by the way. Mm. Yeah, that's let me, true. Let me put it to you this way. There's a lot of service women. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, government city workers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's, yeah. A lot of, 
The, not not just making ends meet, it's to get the extras, you know, the extra ribs, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, instead of having bologna sandwiches, what would you prefer? <laughs> you want to get a little bit of shrimp and lobster, too, with a little steak. Yeah. Yeah, instead, instead, no, that's real. Instead of white bread, you're getting brioche, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, getting yeah, brioche and whole gray wheat. You're talking, so, about, you're talking about white collar jobs, nurses. I'm, I'm saying nurses. Yeah. And it, it, yeah, this man, is, this I'm gonna is, have to. I'm gonna have to open up a Patreon to tell some stories. <laughs> <laughs> man, I'm gonna tell you what. Stop thinking it's all, all all these little desperate little girls who were forced into the sex trafficking. Right, man. Yeah, well, they're they're closer to the high end though. The, oh yeah, yeah. So we talking we're, we're talking about you know, but the low end is going to bring down the price of the high end. And uh, it's uh, I've seen it personally, so I know what's going to happen if 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 uh, if they don't do something, if they don't do what uh, what Doctor Gigi says, uh, yeah, it's going to happen. And they're not uh, evidently they're out of bullets, so it, uh, it's going to happen. It's going it's going to happen. We're going to have to see how it plays out. Hopefully, it doesn't look like Sodom and Gomorrah. They actually do something to house these women and these kids. But uh, to feed their kids, a woman will actually hit, hit that street, man, and, and the uh, they will flood the market. And by the way, you use sex trafficking in the word bullet, so I do have to respond with giggity. <laughs> but you know, this is it, this is deep though, because you know, I think you, I think we have a situation where there are many women that that never imagined it would get to this point. Point. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, I think overall, they've gotten comfortable with the idea that there is some institution that's going to mm-hmm. step in because this is what we've seen at least since what the, the 1950s, the 60s, we've seen mm-hmm. institutions that women have been able to tap into to a greater degree than men to keep their feet off the ground on some level or another. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so with the decline in the stability of that, mm-hmm. you know, what are we facing? What is it that people aren't really seeing? Well, the, the basically is that, uh, um, <laughs> You know, normally you only see this in a third world country where you see women on the street willing to do whatever um, yeah. for for a, a candy bar. I mean, they did that after uh, Germany uh, in World War Two. Right. Uh, yeah. I used to hear guys that were, you know, former services uh, members talking about just, you know, uh, pulling up and getting a girl f- just for something to eat. Yeah, yeah we, I mean, we, we saw look that what happened. Look what happened, yeah. and um, look what happened when the Nazis invaded France. Yeah, the women were flocking to the Nazis. You know, women, women are attracted. See, a lot of guys who get mad when I do shows about game. You know, those are not my best numbers of shows. I tell them, mm. women love power. They love where the power is. If money is power. If your physical stature is power they're gonna flock to it and and you're looking at women who are taught what's better than having your own money spend someone else's even if Mm -hmm. they're not in the desperate they're gonna they're gonna look for where the money is i want like just like men women are loyal to their options yeah but you know go go ahead no go ahead yeah here's the weird thing about this right most of this has been the result of social engineering and women's liberation, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. All of this, for the most part. Uh, you know, we're talking about, what, 150 years removed from Victorian England, mm-hmm. uh, where if you were a woman, 
you, you would be married. Bottom line, it, it, just love or no love, you are going to get married, okay? Mm -hmm. This is your goal and function in life. And so therefore, there's a place for you to gain support, to have some sort of structure and help right. and protection and you know some sort of social uh, safety net in your life. But they just removed that social safety net. And so now, this is a worse position than I, I would perceive it as, I mean, where you have to be used like a thing. You, you're no longer dedicated duty or duty bound to a role now you have to sell your body yeah, or you have yep. to do, do do something that is less than you know befitting of a human being in order to survive like like uh, dr like dr neil said they just she destroyed the contract yeah yeah well hey you know they have to decide what's best you know i i, I don't know man i you know i just look at there's so many men out here you I guarantee you, man, it's gonna be some men out here like, baby, you don't have to, you don't have to, like, oh, uh, police, uh, what, what's his name, uh, Sting, you don't mm -hmm. have to sell your body to the night, Roxanne. They're gonna come in, they're gonna come in, man. Somebody gonna shoot in with that cape, bro. I, I, I would check. Like I said, uh, you, you, you're probably not old enough, but the thing is, I saw it in person. Okay, I saw this in person. They flooded the market so much. There's not there's not going to be enough guys to catch all these women. Just not. I've well, seen this before. So hopefully, hope, only the government can actually prevent this. Okay, and, 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 and if they can't, it's going to happen. And, and I have to ask you, you intellectual fellas, this: Do you think that the hubris of females also contributes to this? Oh yes. Because I, I, they thought they would be so secure in their little desk jobs. Automation, hell, COVID and automation, you know, won the tag team championship last mm -hmm. year and showed them. Think about it. December alone, 144,000 women lost their jobs, just all women. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm looking at it like, wow, like y'all really making yourself obsolete out there. Like you have no other reason. You 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 basically, like you said earlier, you destroyed the contract. Mm -hmm. You gave men no reason to trust you anymore. Mm -hmm. So, what skills do you provide for a man? Well, and 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 in some respects, you know, reveled in pushing men out of the family mm -hmm. because yep. they had other means, right? So that's one of the things we saw in the seventies: the celebration of independent motherhood. And the celebration of removing men. And I talked about this a couple shows ago where even, you know, even women I know had, were celebrating not having to let a man have any decision making capability in 2021, not 1976, in 2021, celebrating not having a man have any power or influence over how the child is raised or the household is run. So this has been a longstanding practice. But one of the reasons that I wanted to put this this panel together and put this subject out on the table is y'all, you know, our channels are about black men mostly. And mm -hmm. for me, it, there's always this question for me of what black men need to look out for, what what we need to say to protect brothers. So in that respect, yeah, one of the questions I'm posing is with this development, what are the things that, that we need to be mindful of as brothers? And I think what was raised, mm -hmm. you know, in the discussion as well as in the comments was the blowback when it comes to men getting the big head call, mm -hmm. men getting, you know, all of a sudden this, this performance of some modicum of respect or appreciation mm -hmm. for material support. 
the phone calls you're getting, the texts, the emails from people you haven't heard from in years. Mm -hmm. I want to put those things in context. And I'm not saying that that it's all got to be, you know, just pure manipulation. But I do want to at least put that on the table because as these shifts, because we saw this happen last year and it's Mm -hmm. happening in waves. But as as these things happen, I want to be mindful of what black men need to consider, you know, uh, you know, in, in regard to this. Because it's gonna come like a it's gonna come like a tidal wave in my in in my assumption, you know. Yeah. Yeah. This is gonna be business, man. It's not gonna be, you know. Got to realize it's not about love. This is about business. This is about survival. And this this is old school. You know, we yeah. we've uh, we've made marriage and relationships into in, into something about love and companionship and stuff like that. But but back in the day, there was there was business. Okay, this is about survival, her survival and yours. Okay, and that's what it's gonna come back to. You know, she's not coming to you uh, because all of a sudden she wants to have this loving relationship. I mean, it can develop into that. But the thing is, is that she's going to pick the, the men that she's already comfortable with first before she works her way down. Well, let me let me welcome to the panel. Keep it 100. And I want everybody to know, support each of these brothers panels. I mean, their shows. I mean, they're excuse me, their channels support each one. Uh, uh, so I'll let you guys, you know, announce your channels at toward the end. I want people to Marcus. <laughs> but let's get uh, we got keep it one hundred in here. What's up, man? Can you hear us? Is your mic on? I don't think his mic is on. No, his mic's not on. Okay. Yeah, he'll get his mic together. Okay. Can't hear you, man. Yeah, you muffled. Yeah, uh, but you know, my my thing is uh, for brothers, man. I I just you got to understand what the average man's mind mm-hmm. goes through as he matures from a young boy into a man, uh, especially uh, you know I, when I was young. I mean, I grew up in the seventies. Okay, seventies, eighties. By the nineties, I had uh, graduated from college. And had begun my, you know, my career. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, but the expectation was, okay, you're gonna find a woman, you're gonna fall in love, right? You're gonna get married, you're gonna have children. I mean, this is that strange era in which you know R&B was still, yep, you know, the pre- predominant paradigm, and then hip hop was just burgeoning, right. uh, and then you know you got the strange hybrid between R&B and hip hop the new Jack swing and, you know, we thought that we were going to have long-standing, long-term families, right? These young kids, man, I guarantee you, they don't think like that. Now they're, they're thinking to themselves, like, especially young men, man, it's just better to smash and dash. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, men still want a pair bond though, especially when they have children, men, most men want to have children because they want a legacy. Okay. But now we live in a social environment in which it's so very difficult for men to actually fulfill the destiny of creating a legacy because women have all of the power in their court. They have the laws in their favor. Uh, They have social mores in their favor. Uh, They have, uh, you know, organizations which promote their interests. And you, you're just like you're standing by yourself. And you don't know how to make sense of it. Everything that's about being a man is taken away from you today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and and so I say, 
I just still can't trust it, man. All mm-hmm. the big head, I'm gonna let's let's mm-hmm. get, you know, let's let's right. bond and congeal. They mm-hmm. still can step away too easily mm-hmm. and yeah. leave you in a whirlwind. Yeah. And and and, and I, it's good when it's good when people can understand. Okay, we, this is an agreement between you and I. It's a contract, right? But it's a long-term contract. This is not a weasel out of it contract because you're upset about some stupid stuff. Okay, uh, it's not a contract that you weasel out of uh, because now you got some new D in your life or something like that. Mm-hmm. This right. is a long-term contract where I require your fidelity and loyalty, and you require the same of me. To some extent. And mm-hmm. if you decide, okay, well, you know, we're going to step out or whatever the case may be, you still understand where the true loyalty lies. Nowadays, it's just everybody is for their damn self. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you're for yourself, you can have a prenup, whatever the case may be. Uh, and, and I encourage men to do that. Right. But still, it all depends on what state you get married. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm not an attorney, but I've seen horror stories where men have had prenups nullified, yes, uh, uh, you know, yes, because of extenuating circumstances. I, mm-hmm. It's just not a buyer's market for marriage for men. It's a terrible mm-hmm. market for men. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, everything yes. to gain is in the hands of women. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I, I, t- I talked about what the, the, the start of this was when 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 you had that. The Care of Infants Act in uh, 1837, Mm. that changed the game forever. Women have custody of the children now. When men had primary custody of children, what's the issue? Like, (laughs) there is no issue. Mm -hmm. But men are being required to take care of children that they have no impact over. Right. That's the rub. And I, I just don't think it's a good, it never was a good decision. It was always a bad decision for the legislators to to, to make that move, uh, and now we're stuck with it. Unless and I, there's a, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I was gonna say in in, in recently in the last couple of years, I started to see this this back to femininity movement in the black community, mm-hmm. where they had women and women's channels, and they were promoting uh, femininity. They were mm-hmm. decrying the problems of feminism. They were support you know pushing the notion of the married family, the nuclear family. And, and I started to have an inkling of hope until I heard that turn to get the bag. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it started out with back to femininity and then it became get the bag. And one of the things I, I thought about when I saw this, I said, you know, you know, because at that time, this was about two years ago, they were pressing, you know, if you marry a woman and if you push her to work, you're going to masculinize her. So yeah. In order to keep her feminine, she needs to be stay at home. And as I looked at it, I said, well, alimony is actually pretty low it's child support that's hitting us but if we start having these marriages again where she's not working from the jump you know upon divorce you're seeing the potential rise of alimony all over again so i'm saying until the policies change and this speaks to Gigi's point until the policies actually change it men just find themselves vulnerable at every turn you know uh but, but marcus can we hear you is your mic on yeah, I'm right here. I'm just, uh, you know. Okay, I just want to make sure you were you you were able to be heard at this point. So feel free to free to jump in, man. Oh well, I'm I'm listening right now because I'm trying to get a feel of where the conversation is right now. I mean, uh, I, yeah. we're talking about the end, the end of OnlyFans and what's what's that going to mean? 
you know, <laughs> as far as uh, <laughs> as far as working girls that can't work digitally anymore. Oh, and, man. And, and what black men need to be aware of coming into this this era, this moment. So shout out to Graves because he's the one that uh, informed me that you guys were having this discussion. I was over at the uh, the Sister George uh, thing that they got going on right now, talking about uh, is there a shortage of good black women? That's the <laughs> yeah, which there is, but yeah, a shortage. <laughs> I didn't know there were still any left. I mean, you know, Miss George disagrees, but uh, this topic that you guys are discussing is kind of like connected to that. To mm-hmm. be honest, okay. Um. The funny thing about OnlyFans, you know, because I'm in that business. Okay. And I have an OnlyFans. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And the funny thing about that whole thing is it, it, it kind of bugged me out to see these girls that were too good to wear thongs in my publication uh, mm-hmm. playing with dildos now. Oh, <laughs> okay. <You> know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's just crazy to me, but not really that crazy. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, these, these, you know, they, you know, They'll, they'll they'll bust it open for the for the for, for Zach. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, and, and let me just say, you know, the Good Brother is 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 verifiably uh, uh, he works in the industry. Um, I have I've I've sampled some of his work. It's really well done. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying to let it let I'm trying Stop to get him to let me come study this as a scholar. He won't let me come out and, and, so and if, study, if you were you know, close to the LA. <laughs> <laughs> he, won't, he won't let me come out and study, but 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 he is verifiably in the industry doing his thing. So I just want to put that on the table. So I I know girls who are getting real money. Mm-hmm. Real yeah. money. And I, I'm not gonna lie and say I'm not envious. I've I've seen this money that they're getting, you know what I mean? And, mm. you know, it has, at this point, because of OnlyFans, I mean, Instagram is one thing, but OnlyFans kind of made it, like, impossible for us to work with some of these girls, man. The the the, the hubris mm-hmm. is ridiculous. I mean, you know, to come face-to-face with a lot of these girls, you can't tell them anything. Mm-hmm. So, what I'll say is this, right? Especially, and you you guys probably touched on some of the things that I'm about to say, but we saw the pandemic happen, right? And, and we saw how women responded to that. Mm. If you take this away, mm-hmm. it's about to it's about to be the Hunger Games. <laughs> said the Hunger Games. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna be Katniss. the Hunger Games. Katniss. You know, I mean, they, they took, uh, what is that, uh, back back page? You know, they took that yeah. out. Yeah. They took that out, yeah. You yeah. Can, you know, uh, they're going to have to hit the track. We just yeah. said that. We did. Yeah. You know, BGS has been saying that. They you gonna, know. Yeah. They're going to have to hit the track, bro. They're going to have to hit the streets. It's going to be the resurgence of pimps and everything mm-hmm. like that. Man, I just came from New York, man. And, and over in Brooklyn, they got this street called Pennsylvania Avenue. <laughs> it's popping right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I took a cab from over there, and I just the track. And it is very—you know—you would imagine that in 2021, the street stuff would die, but it's not. It's and it's going to come back in a major way if you know when they take these things away, and you know we are still in this thing that we're in. Mm-hmm. But 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 then the question is, Marcus, are there alternative 
outlet for them to be like for instance like say for example uh youtube went out of business uh and or youtube disallowed people to create personal content well we we could just go to vimeo or we could go to you know some other outlet Will will there not be another outlet where women could, you know, just take their services and provide them elsewhere? And how difficult would, would that be for them to make the switch? See, mm-hmm. OnlyFans is just the newest version of because they, they're not the first. You had Connect Pal mm-hmm. and they right. shut down. Then you had Cam you have Cam Soda. Cam Soda is still a thing. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know what the uh the cut is on Cam Soda. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, the girls at the end of the day, um, there's, 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 if there isn't, there will be. Put it mm-hmm. that way. There will be another. There will always be another platform for them to, you know, bust it open for for for, for the bread, especially online. It's, it's always going to be that. You know, precisely. So 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 what we're doing, what we're what we're saying is, is that these outlets will never be obsolete. This is a form of pornography that's here to stay, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I, I, this this is one this one caveat though, um, it's really about how much they get from the transaction, mm. and 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 not only that because you know there's there's you know there's, there's all these things that they got to go through to 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 be verified et cetera et cetera. Then you know uh, uh, what's the other thing? Um, you know they they you know the, there's the tax thing and this and that. I mean because of OnlyFans. Um, and, and all the money that these girls have made from it, whatever comes after it is, is not going to be the same. They, 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 they're going to really jump on whatever comes in the future in a, in a different way. You know, you're going to find the government is going to be either hands in the pocket or they're going to do what they did uh, to these um, these online platforms where you could book girls or whatever the case may be with mm-hmm. like this protection, like, you know, uh, what is it trafficking or this that and the third or whatever there's 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 gonna be is it's not gonna be like OnlyFans and OnlyFans isn't even what it used to be because one of them porn stars messed it up and it had yeah. a bunch of uh you know um chargebacks. So okay, some, yeah. I don't know if you know this story, BGS you might know yeah. it girl, yeah. Some girl yeah. she promised a, a bunch of guys if you do yeah. this, I'll yeah. get on here and do this and she yeah. didn't do it and these guys hit them with chargebacks. So now it's the limit on what you can do, et cetera, et cetera. So these companies have to do whatever they can to protect themselves. They know the girls are going to make money. So I don't think the cut is going to be the same. And this right. is going to be a changeover period for, like Gigi, you said, there will be another one in the future. There's going to be a changeover period from OnlyFans to whatever comes next where right. they're going to be hurt. Yeah. Well, you know, hurt. look, let me just say this, man. From one brother to another. No and doubt. to all my brothers out there, and to the <laughs> brothers on the panel, man. I hate to say this, man. I don't want to sound crass. Mm-hmm. Stop paying for the to see these women bust it open, man. Yeah, good luck. I mean, I, I I can't do it. I'm just saying, I wow. I don't have the disposable income mm-hmm. to pay somebody I have no connection to, <laughs> other than a virtual connection. I don't see paying them. I just don't see it. Okay. Now, if that's what you want to do with your spare cash, fine. Okay. If that floats your boat, if it flies you to the moon like Frank Sinatra, I can't mm-hmm. stop you. Okay. Uh, you know, if, if that's where your anima is, as as BGS says, mm-hmm. you know that what 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 tickles your unconscious mind. 
Mm-hmm. My God, man. But look, these these kind of activities for men create a whole host of personal problems to begin with, man. Yeah. And I'm not what? saying that and I'm not saying that you can't like dude all dudes are doing is sitting and watching these images and jacking off to them, bro. Yeah. And and yeah. and uh and, and look, I I'm not gonna sit here and tell men what they can and can't do with their phalluses, okay? Mm. That's not the point, man. I'm just saying, mm. you know. Fapping all day, bro, and paying the fat man. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, come on, bro. Like, I mean, you know, and and then like, all I'm saying is, man, the shit is free anyway, bro. All you gotta do it's, is it's, go to any website, man. It's like it's, hit after it's, hit it's after not, hit it's, after Mark, hit. Mark, Mark can tell you it's not the same. Hey, G, I'm I'm gonna tell you this, bro. Um, as someone who has sold a lot of this content. For, for for the past what like almost going on 15 years i'm gonna tell you it ain't us bro mm-hmm. let me let me tell you something like i've sold a lot of magazines to towns that i've never heard of in my life man you gotta understand we're in pockets the, the metropolitan pockets the rest of the country if you it's just like with gang you know gangster rap or rap when these dudes was going like 10 times platinum that's not yeah, white people was buying the, the music. Yeah, so yeah, that's not. Yeah. So I think that because we see black women making all this money, we make the connection to black men. And, yeah. it's, and, it's, and it's not us, bro. I'm not saying no black men subscribe. I'm saying, bro, these chicks are making serious bank. And like you said, most most of us are trying to get it for free. Yeah. It was, yeah and, so, and, so and, let, and those are the chicks at the top end. OK, we're not talking about the chicks at the bottom end. Yeah. That aren't making anything. Like Marcus gets it, you know, he gets uh, uh, near top flight talent. The thing is, what about the the regular chick, the, you know, the uh, the single mother that's uh, on welfare that decides to hook up a camera? You know, she, you know she, she, yeah, she ain't popping no way though. You, you know who I feel bad for? Uh, not mm-hmm. really, but not really, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The girl who has decided, like you said, to to do an OnlyFans. Now she on there going going wild, going crazy. She's mm-hmm. not making nothing, right? And now, mm-hmm. if 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 OnlyFans was to switch gears, you mm-hmm. you lost on now. You can't go back to what nope. you before. No, nope. it's out there. We got it, and you know. Yeah, yeah. You 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 were you were a nurse in your CNA, a nurse or, or, but, or uh, yeah yeah. But, nurse. but what, what? Go ahead, Kim Kardashian. I don't get it, man. I don't understand the mentality of these guys right now. Who are making whore? Excuse me, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I said, I said, look, they t- they are literally mm-hmm. taking bust downs mm-hmm. and turning them into women of virtue. Like that's the shit to go for. Mm-hmm. I don't understand it, man. I don't understand how you could, as a, a, like what the, the one of the richest black men in the country, Kanye West, mm-hmm. would take that bust down. And make no, it his, uh, and make her his wife, man. Oh, that's I easy. I just don't get it, bro. Yeah, I get, I get I mean, it. She's bad. It, I mean, look, it's she, it's she, it's called it's called it's called sixty two million dollars from her mother. That's what it's called. Now, that, okay, I get that, but I'm just saying, look, we know how she, we know how that family got famous. So, of course, they were connected to Bruce mm-hmm. Jenner, mm-hmm. and then she was connected, you know, like to johnny cochran her, her yeah. husband was an attorney so they mm-hmm. were part of the elite la crowd anyway mm-hmm. uh we get that but damn man like 
what's up with this new trend with guys falling in love with porn stars and strippers it's, and stuff? It, it's they have been okay. It's called it's called uh, uh, it's called indoctrination and socialization. That's what they have been indoctrinated since they were little boys, and they grow up with that. They get imprinted by Kim Kardashian or the or the Nicki Minaj or the. Uh, what, what's her name? The Megan Thee Stallion. And they grew up with that kind of appetite. You don't get rid of that. All right, y'all. Let's welcome Dr. Dunbar. Dr. Anwar Goodbar, PhD. Hey, hey guys, good? how you doing? Dr. Hey, C asked me to come up so I, I could just come up for a minute. Um, but I just wanted a second what I heard uh, Gigi saying about 15 minutes ago. I was driving from the back from the gym trying to get buff like Charles. Uh, and uh, that I think I witnessed that change in the environment as well in terms mm-hmm. of uh, the expectation that, you know, you, 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 you go to school, start your career, mm-hmm. start a family, get a white picket fence. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it turned out to be something very, very different, uh, at least for me. Mm-hmm. And, and when I think back, one of the things that my mom um, states when we talk about this is that she went to college looking for a husband. And mm. lately I've been thinking, okay, I don't think anyone was looking for me mm. in my era. So I just want to say, I, I, I agree with what Gigi just said about 15 minutes ago. Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah. All I wanted to do was do what I saw the men before me do. Mm-hmm. And their lives seemed, I mean, they weren't like perfect or anything like that, but they seemed pretty content. I mean, they had houses, they had wives, they had children. We all hung out together. We all hung out in holidays together. We had picnics. We went to Six Flags. We went to the zoo. I mean, it was a fam, it was a familial community. And now you look at families, man, it's a whole bunch of kids, four or five different baby daddies. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, they live in public housing or they live mm-hmm. in the ratchet, you know, apartment yeah. complex buildings. Yeah, yeah the village wife. <laughs> it's, it's, and, and, well, you hook up with these young ladies and you expect, okay, mm-hmm. they have the same kind of value system that I do because they don't want to appear to be, mm-hmm. you know, a gynocrat. I mean, it, they don't, they don't have shirts and labels and, and, and stamps on their forehead to say, I'm a gynocrat, damn it. You mm-hmm. can't tell me what to do. I'm the boss of me and you. Mm-hmm. You're going to be my concubine serf. You don't, they don't step to the, to the plate like that. They step to the plate like, I want to be your ma- woman. I want mm-hmm. you to be my man. I want to have a family. I don't want to be tossed around. I want to be respected. And then you engage in these relationships. And as soon as you have the child, they understand. I got the power. It's like mm-hmm. that CNC Music Factory song a long time ago. It's like mm-hmm. a button is switched. Like it just, the script just flips. I don't know. I just saw a picture of He-Man in my head. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. How many- and, 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 and I think the only reason it's the way that it is now is because women have entered into the workforce for one. Mm-hmm. And they've been promoted and elevated in a way that, you know, especially black men have not. Two, the, the legal system is set up or family court system is set up in such a way that they can just slip in and out of divorces and not be penalized for it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the child support laws at the expense of men. Yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah. It's just, it's not 
for us at this time until they rectify those those policies and until these women actually understand what loyalty and fidelity and familial life is all about mm-hmm. it's not going to work and then beyond that this is the thing that just confuses and and you know just like baffles me and then i swear i'm gonna I'm you know withdraw and and listen for a while but one of the main reasons why black folks aren't able to build wealth is because we're not building wealth together. You mm-hmm. have all of these monadic families or you know individuals doing what they consider to be best for them. So freedom mm-hmm. is all about negative liberty in relation to okay, you can't tell me what to do. So th- th- that's our paramount concept of what freedom is, mm-hmm. especially for the women now. Okay, uh, it's not freedom in terms of self-realization within the context of, of a family structure mm-hmm. or a community. It's just freedom in the con- context of, right. I can't be told what to do, but at the, mm-hmm. the, the consequences, the negative externality of that is, we're not building healthy children. Mm-hmm. We're not building wealth for future generations to be able to take you know, the reins over and to compound that into something larger and more fulfilling and substantive later on. But what but you're... What you're referring to, though, because this is what it keeps bringing us back to is Moynihan scissors. The more opportunities that we Mm -hmm. found black women had, the further they wanted to be from black men. You Mm -hmm. don't see that with any other group. And that's essentially what you're pointing to, whether it came down to employment, whether it came down to state support, whether even now with the philanthropic support we've seen in the last year, what we see and what we've seen historically is that the distance between black men and women increases the more independence women have. And yet in other groups, it goes the other way. And nobody wants to talk about that. See, and, I, and, and, and I was, oh, I said I was going to stop, but I got to say this. <laughs> you and I in, in academia, man, mm-hmm. I know feminists mm-hmm. who have husbands. Mm-hmm. Like, they'll be die-hard feminists ideologically and scholastically, but as they work through the concrete, real, empirical world, they have men that they're tethered to. Mm. Again, I had one woman who was the head of the damn Women and Gender Studies Department, and she was doing all of this radical feminist work, but her husband, she hired him, and he does masculinist studies. Like, this is how this works, man. These people know, like, we're committed at the surface level to things that work institutionally for them. Mm-hmm. We're, we're just we're 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 at it's 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 like okay, I you're think talking about I think, you're talking about a white woman, right? Exactly. I'm, yeah. t- I'm not talking about black feminists. I'm talking about white feminists. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. These these women have husbands. Okay. Not all of them. I'm, I'm not saying all of them do, but the vast majority of them do. Especially if they're highly educated, they mm-hmm. have husbands. Dog on it, and mm-hmm. they have homes. They have. Uh, you know, estates, they have planning, they have insurance, life insurance, 401ks and all of that. We are just moving from one relationship to the next, predicated upon this idea of romantic love. I, I guess they are, I don't. I, uh, black women are, or, or this idea that I can't be reined in. I can't be told what to do. I won't submit. But it's like, okay, what are you not submitting to? It's not submitting to the man, it's submitting to the functionality of the familial unit so that the children can have a stable environment to grow up in and to have a healthy 
balance of parenting from the mother and the father, right? But I mean, in this culture, we just man, it's black culture is screwed at the moment. It's thrown right now. It, it just is what it is. So again, I think BGS could, I think, elaborate on this better than I can. So you have a superficial rendering of or extrinsic understanding of like say for example a religious concept like mm-hmm. jesus died on the cross right okay you can take that literally or you could take it metaphorically mm-hmm. and then find a deeper more more esoteric meaning behind it mm-hmm. we take everything at face value man like okay i can't be told what to do feminism provides this function mm-hmm. i can't be told what to do but for them it's a it's a means of empowerment they basically entered into the workforce and drove black men out of it. Yeah. And they're the, the primary beneficiaries. They take all of that money and bring it back to their community and back to their families. And we sit there and argue over who can't tell who what to do while they get they laughing at us like, boy, you y'all got to be some of the most ignorant, non-foresightful people on the planet. We have it's still we still operating under a plantation culture. Whether we like it or not, all yeah. that dysfunction came was built into the culture a long time ago. Yeah, I'm I'm falling back, so I'm so, gonna listen for a minute. I'm sorry. So, dig what? Oh, you got to shout that guy out. You gonna shout him out? I don't want to start. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, okay. sneak. Thank you, Sneak. He says the only way to get women in line is to let loose the transformers on them and compete for college athletic scholarships and professional sports. Oh, that's that's another story. Okay. And uh the sage's apprentice, uh thank you for the support. Broadcasting truth will cause a sympocalypse. Sympocalypse <laughs> is on upon us right now, sir. <laughs> so I, I think that um you know everybody on this panel is familiar with the effects of single motherhood on the oh, yeah. children. Oh yeah. You know, you know, we we we've read the stats. We we know all these facts, and I, I think that um, I think that black women have either consciously or unconsciously um made these 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 things. They've made that sacrifice. They've sacrificed the futures of the the same children that they you know they 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 say oh you know we good mothers in this. They they've sacrificed the futures of these children for their freedom. I just did a video mm-hmm. on. Black female empowerment versus black empowerment. And I think mm-hmm. that black female empowerment comes at the expense of black empowerment. Yeah, it does. You know? And, and the, the, a black future, because women are focused on the immediate. They're not focused on 5, 10, 15 years down the road or what's good for the, the entire formation of the culture. They're focused on what the, their littleness and what's good for them. But that's that's intrinsic to female. Now, yeah. Hey, yeah, that's female. That's female behavior. Men thinking mm-hmm. legacy. That's why women make pretty poor leaders. They don't think long term or altruistically. They don't think about the whole group. Mm-hmm. They just yeah, think they about got- themselves. Yeah, society is man made. It's not woman made. No, mm-hmm. that's why. As a matter of fact, when you look at people, got offended even at my job when I said women make poor leaders. One of the male sergeants was like, "Man, that's a sexist remark." I said, okay, tell me one good historical female leader you know. You, you can't even answer. Yeah, it's patriarchy. Besides you. Mm-hmm. Hey, patriarchy. See, you know? to see, the crazy part about it, patriarchy gives them the privilege to even say, I am a strong woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And people don't like to hear that. 
Because guess what? If women were so, this is the one thing I always told women all the time, even at the job. If you think y'all so strong and capable, just like I told that one female officer, if you think you're so strong and capable, you try to tell me women did the heavy lifting at the police department you were at. Oh, you try to tell me women do the heavy lifting in the military. Why don't we make an all-female special forces team, send you out on missions, and we'll just watch the uh, casualties? Oh, mm-hmm. but, but see, to me, it's not an issue of, of damn. What is that? It's not an issue of whether or not a given individual woman can lead? I've seen women, you know, lead and do well as far as that on an individual basis. To me, the question comes down to the solipsism that I notice in the culture of women, now, in, meaning in the academy. You know, when you see, especially with black women, when you see black women in a position of leadership, one of the first things I see them do is prioritize other black girls and women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So without discussing it, it's not like it's like, OK, well, I've, I'm now I'm chairing this department and we're going to set up this parameter straight for black women and girls because the numbers are such and such. No, it's it's I'm in position of leadership. And then you just see girls and women elevate and boys and men downgrade and there's no discussion about it appreciate that support man friday and so when 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 it's brought to bear that this is having an adverse effect on men and boys particularly black men and boys is there again there's a cognitive dissonance there's just a blank look and then it continues so to me that's where i go I, i have to question the culture of it because it seems so for i mean look look at what we were talking about recently in the last few months when we started to see this rise in philanthropy or really toward BLM and toward black women in general. When you really look at these private companies that are putting this funding into place, one of the things you notice is they'll have a high level woman working in these companies that's initiating the logic of this as far as the framework of it. No reflection whatsoever on how many men, black men are employed at these companies. There's, you know, we don't have a community, a communal solidarity unless it comes to shaming black men. But short of shaming, that communal solidarity goes out the window and the priority becomes other women and girls because they're operating with this Western white feminist notion that there's a black patriarchy uh, oppressing black women. And therefore, to make up for the difference of this historically, we have to propel them into the foreground, even though statistically they're already in the foreground and their own sons are failing out of schools. And there's an obliviousness to that. So for me, I come back to the solipsism. I come back to the the notion that no one seems to exist but other women and girls when you have this kind of leadership we're talking about. And that, to me, is one of the fundamental problems. Yeah, I, I call it, it I, I compare it to the trickle-down theory where if, if, you, if you empower men, then they, in turn, support women and children. But if, if you empower women, that that uh that success or that 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 power doesn't come back to men and and children it stays with women mm-hmm. it stays mm-hmm. with women it doesn't help the community i I'll, I'll say this right um the black panther party where most of the leaders were men when you had that when you had the civil rights movement where you know most of the people involved were men most of the people at the top the names you you know about were men um in the, the Panther Party in particular, what did you see? You saw programs and things like that for the community. And I can't find a single person to tell me what the woman-ran BLM has done for Black mm. people. Mm. 
and, and well, you know, so go ahead. No, I'm going to say this, and I got to I got to drop down. Uh, I'm sure Dr. Johnson and uh, Gigi have seen this. BGS, you heard me say this before. Charles, mm-hmm. you may have. Oh, when I was going to get my PhD, I I was just I want to find a job. You know, I wanted to create an income for myself and some independence. But when I look around, when I, when I see the women getting their degrees, it, it it's like it creates like a god complex. So it's mm-hmm. all about them. Mm-hmm. It's all about their the, the the glorification of them and them pontificating and propping themselves up. Um, so I think, yeah, we we definitely see that in academia as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even if you bring up if you bring up BLM, that is the perfect example to my point. It took especially heterosexual black male life. And they prioritized black women, girls, and LGBT at every turn. That's the solipsism I'm talking about. How do you go? How do you identify another demographic and then prioritize yourself? If we're talking about communal uplift, which was the which was the the wolf in sheep's clothing uh, that they came in with, right? The idea was about black communal uplift. The idea, and in peace to Dr. Dunbar. Thanks for coming up, man. The idea was, you know, because we were introduced to Black Lives Matter. Look at the term black lives. They didn't say black women's lives, black LGBT lives. They said black lives. And they and they seem to congregate around black men killed by police officers or vigilantes. Right. Well, the underlying subtext is that these are black folk and we're talking about a black communal uplift agenda. But at every turn, especially when you saw them get resources and direct those resources to a specific target, none of it had to do with the very men that are being killed. That's the solipsism I'm pointing to. That's it, you know, that's it. You, you, you can't have Alice Walker running your black movement. There it is. You understand what I'm saying? You know, uh, <laughs> you know, when, when I when I when I talk to women about this, you know, they they defend, they, they tell you, oh, you hate black women if you question. What Patrice Cullors and 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 her her people are doing, and where's the money and et cetera, et cetera, and things like that. I mean, imagine uh, running a breast cancer movement where the money did not go towards breast cancer, or or any other analogy that I can. A breast cancer. I'm sorry. No, continue. That was something on my computer. My apologies. Yeah, so you know you have a you know you have a breast cancer movement where the, the money didn't go to breast cancer; it went to like I don't know, uh, I don't know, vasectomies for men or you know some some male uh, issue. You know that would be shut down, or if BLM itself were run by black men, it wouldn't be what it is. You know, and that's an analogy I've actually used in my writing before because when you look at it, you know, both black men and women get breast cancer, but for black men is somewhere between two and four percent, one and four percent, something like that. It, what we saw with BLM, as far as the numbers on police killing black folk, if you break it down by gender, it would be the equivalent of black men running a breast cancer institution and only extending grants and you know or research uh, for black males victims of breast cancer. It makes no damn sense. Well, I, I'll give you another one. If you look at the uh, the top ten causes of death in any demographic in this country. Mm-hmm. Um, homicide is number four for black men. It's not even in the top 10 for anyone else. Anyone else. 
So so when these so when these women come to me talking about well what about you know what aboutism what about trans lives or what about this and what about this person what you know to me that's the equivalent of all lives matter or blue lives matter or something like something like that when no demographic and you look it up no demographic in this country other than black men has homicide in their top ten causes of death. Absolutely. So this is an issue for us. Our house is burning, right? Mm-hmm. Even whether it be in the greater scheme of things or even in our community, our house is burning. Black men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and let me just say this. So, you know, I'm glad that uh, BGS posted that uh, video today with Curry yeah. on it. And, uh, you know, and we've been saying this in our own way. Doc Johnson's been saying it. Uh, I've been saying it. BGS has been saying it. I mean, I think the the manosphere in general has been saying this in in the best way that it can. You you have a narrative which paints all men as evil, okay? Like the source of all exploitation, pathology, uh, you know, oppression, domination. Uh, So all men are stigmatized in this way, okay? And the people who started this narrative were white women and we find it odd insofar as these were the same group of women who were involved in the colonial project and in the you know the antebellum slavery project okay they were integral they were a part of jim crow they were a part of segregation they spit on children trying to desegregate schools i'm talking about white women okay uh they were the people who sought expeditiously to restate, excuse me, reinstate the solvency of the South by means of the Daughters of Confederacy. I mean, these women were an integral integral part of sustaining the race-based project. And here they come and cast themselves as minorities with the wave of a wand. And the, the, the true tale is, is that the people who've been abused the most, who've been stigmatized the most, who've been subjected to violence the most, now take on the title of the very same group of people who actually oppress them. And the, the quickness, uh, you know, the, 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 the wholesale dismissal of black men by black women by means of attaching themselves to feminism. It just gives them an excuse to leave us out in the cold mm-hmm. and, and, and to favor policies that advantage themselves. But the question is, does it really advantage them in the long run? And does it actually advantage the vast majority of black women? I don't think it does. Now, right. it, it advantages a certain elite group of black women. Like Black Lives Matter, that woman got away with a lot of cash. And the members of the organization who were doing grassroots work and who thought that they were going to receive a disbursement of funds so they could actually institute programs to help, they were left out in the cold as well because that the way that organization was established and the way these women thought, they only cared about their own damn bag. They only thought yeah. about their own pockets. Yeah, so, so, so at the end of the day, what we're, what we're resisting against is a narrative, a discourse, a framing of reality itself that basically postulates that black men are a problem like we're worse than white folks we're worse than colonialists 
and plantation owners and the members of the clan. We're that type, we're those type of guys. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the way we're typecast. Right. The so, question is how long will this persist? How long this, can this last? How long will it be before men begin to take up their own issues? But the simpism is hard, boy. I'm telling you. I, like, I, have I, mean, a, I, have, I have a question for everybody. What male, especially black men, in a good goddamn mind, would still trust black women overall in this day and age? <laughs> what, 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 the the ones like, that have been trained to do it. And yeah. even, even after this shit. Mm-hmm. One day, I, <laughs> That shit comes in like a like a fireball. <laughs> um, even even after this shit, I'll talk to friends of mine, and they'll be like, "Well, you hate even though they're joking, or you hate to a black woman." But even even when I talk to my boy there, even he got complaints about his wife. I said, "Did you did you did you vet her to see if she's a wife?" <laughs> and I said, "Here's the problem." You never required her to do shit. Mm. You never required her to do a goddamn thing. And you're like the average black man. I like the coin of phrase of this smart motherfucker right now. I don't simp for free. You want my conversation my conversation cost, okay? So when it when it comes to when it comes to even interacting with me. You know, I, I believe in the book of Ted DiBiase. Everybody's got a price, and I know mine. So I'm like, and it, and, it, and it dawns on me because I'll have a bunch of detractors on my channel, just like you fellas do. And I tell them, I got more out of women I never had sex with and my ex girlfriends than you do out of your current girlfriends and wives. I will never go hungry because. All I got, I could make a phone call to five different chicks right now and get five different plates mm. or money to get it. And I'm like, you don't even, you trust these people and they crush you each and every time. They crush it. They crush your dreams. They crush your hopes. They crush your heart. And you still trust them. You, they, you still trust them unwittingly. Like, these are the same dudes who, if you saw in the street, Will give you all kinds of visceral and anger, but for them not to look at black women or any woman openly is a Herculean task. Okay, it's like I like to use this word from Gigi. It's laborious. You know, it's it's such hard work and difficulty for them to see the truth. I'm like, either you're that stupid, or you are, or you just like the abuse you get. Well, I'll say this, bro. Black men have been trained from birth to lionize, to honor, and to pedestalize women. Now, I mean, do we do we not do it sometimes? Yes. Do we bitch and complain at times? Yes. Do we use derogatory language at times? Yes, we do that. But for the most part, we perceive women as our better halves, for, for rightly or wrongly. Okay. Hate them. Yeah, that's what we were told. We perceive them as people who are loving, nurturing, and caring. And, you know, all things being equal, ceteris paribus, they'll do the right thing. They'll do what's in the interest of the group and the children before they'll do what's in their own best interest. But we have to realize, look, 
this is what the red pill is about. It's not about demonizing women. It's not about, you know, stigmatizing women. It's about reality. And the reality is women are human beings and they err and they have moral flaws just like anybody else does. But the difference is right now we have a system that's willing to endorse and to support all kinds of narcissism and chicanery and foolery, man. And that's the point. Man. That's the issue. And until men stand up to it and have what I consider, it's, it's, it's a matter of hermeneutics. It's a matter of being able to interpret your own reality. And one of the primary reasons why men can't do it is because for the past 60 years, they got TV shows, movies. Uh, you know, you have academic programs. You have, you know, organizations that are telling you incessantly there's something wrong with you there's a problem with you mm -hmm. you're toxic you're a misogynist right. you're uh you know you're inherently problematic you're domineering you're controlling you're abusive mm -hmm. but we never sit back to take the time and say is this an accurate depiction of reality and right. men when they come together and they begin to share their experiences, they learn, hey man, I'm not just going through this by myself. Maybe there's something to the idea that, you know, the story we've been told, the narrative we've been given, is not actually true. What purpose does it serve? Whose interest does it serve? And why are we being made to, you know, be proselytized to? And why are we, we just soaking this up like a wet biscuit? Why, why are we not being critical? Why are we not asking questions? And it's about asking questions. And, and that's why I love the Black Manosphere. At least we're willing to ask the questions on our own terms, to make evaluations and judgments on our own terms. And it doesn't matter if we're wrong. It doesn't matter if, you know, sometimes we're crass in our explanations and our, you know, descriptions of what we're going through. We have a right, just like any other group of people, to do what would philosophically would be called phenomenology to make sense of our experiences and you know uh, whether they be feelings whether they be thoughts uh whether they be uh you know whatever it is i mean it, it doesn't matter whether the feelings be emotional whether it be whether they be physical we have a right to explore our own understanding of the world and, inter and interpret it on our own terms and we have the capacity we should have the capacity to speak unwaveringly and arrogantly just like any other group of people mm -hmm. and uh and i think that you know we've been made to fall on that sword so yeah. much so yeah. that it's not doing anybody any good it's not doing us any good it's not even doing the women any good at this right. point right now i want to i want to let uh, let people know especially in the comment section i do not tolerate misandry I don't. If I see someone in there coming in, uh, you know, uh, talking down uh, uh, men, especially black men, uh, unless you're having a conversation regarding the data, um, if it's just derogatory and especially anti-male, it's gone. And I boot that person. So if somebody just got booted. I'm letting y'all know. Um, I'm going to allow for about, you know, uh, I'd say about five people to come up and make a brief statement you can make a statement about the topic or you can respond to an individual on the platform uh we're just going to do that for a short period of time I, I i promised i'd get a few people in um so i'm going to go ahead and put it you know it's, it's uh, for those of you that are not on youtube uh it's going to be in the youtube chat 
I'm posting the StreamYard link. I'm going to let uh, about five people through. Uh, you can make a brief statement and then come on up. Um, and like I said, it can be to be on the topic or it can be to respond to someone on the platform in terms of something they've said, uh, hopefully today. So if you got if you got some longstanding questions that have to do with something from last year, I, I recommend you go to these brothers' channels and you engage that <laughs> in that way. Um, so uh, first up, we got uh, the 18th letter. What's up? Can you hear Hello, us? Hello, how you brothers doing today? Hello, how, how you doing today, Dr. T. Hassan Johnson? Doing well. What's up? What's up? I was just uh, I was just coming in because uh, I was listening to uh, the show and um, just wanted to let you know how much I appreciate your channel, being able to give black men a voice from um, the situation that we've been combating for, you know, decades um at a time and um as far as like a lot of these uh as far as a lot of these situations especially with the only fan situation um i think women have definitely had a false sense of security based mm. off of this whole feminism thing mm. um and a lot of them are you know and, and a lot of the, those bridges are starting to get burned as far as you know when it comes to you know things like the only fans you know like the representation of uh being able to put down black men in the media and right. various things like that because now we are finally getting a chance where our voices are able to be heard and a lot of us are having the same grievances and um like i've seen uh i've seen um your uh community posts where like i've seen the one youtube channel of the divester with the noose hanging around the black man's neck on the yeah. on the tree yeah. and you know a lot of these so-called divestors saying that they want black men to to uh die and just be eradicated off of earth just real sick illness you know and i like i, I don't know if i'm dealing with uh a black woman uh, a, a clansman impersonating a black woman or what because it right. seems like that's what we're dealing with these days and yeah. Uh, I, I don't really know uh, much to say about that. You've had situations where you have a lot of these women sitting here and they look down on black men for dating interracially and various things like that. But a lot of the times they're really just upset because their preference of men, which is majority white men, because when you hear them talk, they never say other races of men. They mostly just go straight to white men. A lot of a lot of these men are not checking for them because they're interested in preserving their uh their bloodline and make sure that they pass on their economic wealth to you know and no i appreciate that and i think you you, you raised a number of significant points uh especially and i and i feel you uh, when you when you have to wonder are these agents or these individual people where i draw the line is how many times i see something uh retweeted reposted liked you know what i mean that's where i start to to get curious because I, I agree i don't know who these people are or what they're pushing but at the end of the day, a lot of this is highly problematic. Uh, so any final word before we uh, we let the next person up? Yes, I just wanted to say I appreciate uh, your channel once again. Um, and just to being able to uh, come in and listen to your videos that you've produced, being able to hear from your perspective on things, uh, your uh, analyzation on how uh, your analyzation and breaking down things as far as regarding this issue with a lot of uh black women in our community because black men have been dealing with this for a very long time and it's like it's almost like uh you know 
everybody's against us. You got all women against us. You know, you got other black men against you. You got racism, uh, white supremacy against you. You got other minority groups against you. So hearing, being able to hear uh, you guys talk about these situations and being able to expose a lot of these fallacies that's been going on within our community is a breath of fresh air. And that's all I have to say. Oh, man, I appreciate you, man. All right. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take you down. And let me go ahead and bring up, this is uh, Mr. O. Mr. O, you there? Yes, I am. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening, uh, Dr. T. Johnson. Good evening, uh, BGS and the rest of the panel. I'm a big, huge uh, uh, followers of yours on YouTube and uh, Facebook. It's an honor to uh, be able to aggress this platform. Uh, going on topic, I believe that modern uh, adult film industry and OnlyFans has basically demoralized the whole entire, not uh, community, also the whole society in general because with this amount of uh, debauchery and degeneracy among us, it's like the money has fallen. Even your conventional celebrities, high and low. I mean, we have Vanessa from the Bernie Mac show on OnlyFans twerking and doing all type of stuff. And she used to be a child star, you know, on just doing wholesome, well, not so wholesome things on the show, but still though, you get, you get what I'm saying. This has shown that the modern young ladies and girls that's coming up, they're being bombarded with uh, images of Cardi B. Meg the Stallion doing the stuff in music videos is being watched by millions on YouTube and on BET. Our, our own people are actually promoting this uh, garbage. And we just sent back as black men, like it or not, unbeknownst to us, or even we in the know, know what's going on. We really don't can't do nothing because we have the same rights as other men in this country to stand up and tell our women, like, no, nah, this is not right. Like, come on have some sense, think about the kids, think about how we got to portray an image. And I just put in a philosophy, like, I feel like we are like the lions in the zoo type of philosophy. Like, when you, when you put a lion back into its natural habitat, it has no choice but to be a lion. You know, it roams its own habitat, roam the wild, hunt and kill its own uh, things. It's part of his DNA. When you take said lion and lioness out of their environment and put them in a cage that symbolizes their environment, but they're being on watchful eyes, they being fed food instead of being able to hunt for food, and they being told uh, what day it is, and they don't know what days can't function right. I picture that as us in this country. Mm. Okay. okay. I feel like when when uh the the powers of be they force feed us with this uh COVID nineteen garbage, supplement us with all this, tell us to wear masks. They tell us they uh they give us all these uh free food and everything. It's not the same thing how they do the uh cage lines in the zoo. Okay. That's all I wanted to say though. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate you coming up, man. Thanks a lot. All right. Um, we got Mr. Graves himself coming on up. What's up, Ian? Yes. Yes, I peace, brother. Peace. How you doing? Doing well, man. How about yourself? What you what's, uh, what's on your mind? What's going on? Can y'all hear me? Yeah. Yeah, we can hear you. Man, I was thinking about, you know, here's the thing. You know, white supremacy and women are strategic. So I think there's going to, there, there's going to be a reorganization with regard to OnlyFans because, and I said this in the chat, is that when you... Um, to a large degree, take out the the the, the personal proximity 
um, the, the, the personal interaction between um, men and women, then what, what you lose, what, what women lose is the leverage. You know, they lose okay. the ability to call the men perverts and, and the, you know, all the, all the different shaming and guilt uh, language that they use. Because, look, I'm just looking at you on the screen. So they don't get the opportunity, you know, to, to, to demonize us that way. So, so basically, they got, they got to put things back right where men are lusting after them in a physical, you know, so that they can, they can actually say, you know, I got stalkers and this and that and, and a third. So, you know, that's, that's just a perspective that I had as to mm. why they might be uh, wanting to shut it down because they want to put it back to the natural order where women can actually have power and that's through personal interaction. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Appreciate that, man. Thank you. And, and you know what, and let me, let me take a moment to thank you publicly because uh, you, you've been on point for a long time now. My brother comes in uh, and is posting in the comments on the show's behalf. I just want to thank you, Ian. I appreciate you doing that, man. Appreciate you. You know what I'm saying? You know, I love, I love you, brother. I love all you guys. I appreciate you too, okay? Keep doing that good work. All right. Much appreciated. Um, all right. Yeah, I see we got another troll up in here. Uh, they're coming out today, boy. Yeah, shout out to Ian, man. He he he's, he often jumps in with me. <laughs> shout out to that man. Yeah, that's what's up. Uh, all right. Well, I gave uh gave it out there. I think we've kind of exhausted that for the day. But let me ask the brothers on the panel, you know, to give their closing thoughts on uh, on the whole OnlyFans issue, the upcoming changes in the black community. Any final concluding thoughts you want to lead the audience with before we close out? Um, I'll start with Officer Charles, and I'll work my way backward uh, all the way up to BGS. That is, unless Officer Charles is 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 back. Yeah, 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 Mongo love candy. I ain't gonna say nothing else about it. <laughs> let, me, let me go to my boy Marcus. <laughs> Any final thoughts you want to transition out with, brother? Yeah, uh, you know, um, I think black women have this idea that their progress and future is not connected to us. And, um, you know, the, the thing about it is uh, the minute that these these outlets get pulled from under them, we're who they have to come back to. You know, they they have to come right back to us to save them to, oh, yeah, you know, y'all got to pay all the bills. Y'all got to do this, do this, do that, do that, and, you know, build something. And, you know, they're, they're asking us for the same patriarchy. They're saying that they don't want when the white patriarchy doesn't, you know, or the state or whoever, Zaddy or whoever doesn't come to their rescue. Um, and like the man said earlier, he said, you know, who who at this point, would you know after after you know everything that that's happened thus far uh you know trust uh the collective not you know individual black women necessarily but the collective and and doc me and you've had conversations i've been this way since high school you know what i'm saying i i've never, <laughs> I've never right. them. but you know it's it's like good police bad police man you know um you know if 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 the women who put out there that they're good women are not speaking against the bad women, then are you really good women? 
And mm-hmm. you know, I was on the other uh, podcast earlier, and they're saying, "Well, we being lumped in with all women." It's like the cops saying, "Hey, you can't hate all police, but you know, if the good cops aren't turning in or putting the bad cops on blast, then we have to lump you together because you're supporting in silence." And that's that's what I tell these girls all the time. You you support in silence. You don't speak out against these women. There's there's a few of them that come up and and, and they do, but most of them don't. Uh, mm-hmm. But Earlier, we were talking about empowerment. And like I said, you know, black empowerment, you know, uh, empowerment of, you know, our demographic is, you know, being sacrificed for their own. You know, the black community is now black women. We are not part of the black community anymore. Well, if we ever were, we haven't been for a long time. You understand what I'm saying? Um, And the last point I want to make, because we were talking about simps. Is I, you know, I've said this to Gigi before. Um, I think that there is, I don't know if it's unconscious or conscious. I think there's probably a mixture of both, uh, a conscious or unconscious effort to remove male influence from the household so that you can indoctrinate the young kids with this stuff. If if we're here, if we're there to, you know, to counter that, then you don't have as many simps as you do. It's easy to indoctrinate, it's hard to you know, to, to, to unteach. It's hard to, for these guys to let go of the idea that, you know, there's a gynocracy or a matriarchy or anything like that. You know, they grow up thinking that this thing is normal. So, you know, you're going to have the outliers who don't adhere to the teaching, but most of these guys are going to pick these things up because most of us, you know, are raised in single parent households and that has become the norm. And like you, you know, like we've been talking about, um, you know, feminist ideology is practiced by a lot of these women, so they're going to pass it down to their male and female children. Mm. It's just is what it is. All right. Much appreciated, good brother. No doubt. Thank you for coming on up, especially last minute like that. <clears throat> yeah, most stuff, man. All right, man. Take it easy. All right. Later, y'all. Peace. Peace. All right. All right, brother Gigi. Any thoughts? Yeah, uh, what I want to say is, uh, you know, in relation to OnlyFans, uh, you know, man, uh, am I filled with tears and, you know, uh, am I filled with dismay over the fact that some, you know, women who've decided to utilize, uh, you know, a social platform to get money? Uh, not really. Um, they're just going to have to make do. They'll figure out how to, you know get their money right uh but my message to men is man stop fapping and uh stop cat giving these women all this money man you, you do better uh you know you're saving your bread bro and, and if you must fap you know what i'm saying i mean you know go to uh, go to the free site huh go to hamster or something dude you know <laughs> you ain't got to go to only fans bro uh, you know, uh whatever i'm just keeping it 100 it might sound crazy but i mean i'm just saying Ever since uh, OnlyFans went up, sales of Jergens went up too. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> it is what it is, you know. What, what, I mean, what, what, you know. what did Marcus say? The simps will be with us always. Hey, man, you know, simps gonna simp, you know, mm. uh, pimps gonna pimp. But you know, at the end of the day, I don't consider myself either. I'm not mm. a pimp. I'm not trying to exploit women and you know use their bodies in order to get money unjustifiably mm-hmm. or you know with brutality and nothing like that. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, it, 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 look, I just can't see paying 
for a fake relationship with somebody, man. I'm not mm-hmm. about to do that. Okay? That's yeah. just not that ain't in my that ain't in my blood, man. Yeah, but, uh, it, it, yeah, it, yeah, it doesn't take many, so but there's there's a lot of them out there, unfortunately. But and then the second thing I'll say is, you know, and I, I even had to uh consult with Doc Johnson uh yesterday about this. Uh, because I wanted to gain a greater understanding myself of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, ultimately, uh, black males report the highest rates of intimate partner victimization and contact sexual violence victimization over a 12-month period in the United States. Okay? Uh, so what that means is those who report having been sexually victimized or abused in a 12-month period are black males. Mm-hmm. Okay? These are facts. This is empirical data, facts. Yes, sir. So everything that you've been taught, everything you think you know from sexual misconduct and sexual assault and rape, and the definition of rape has changed to not just being penetrated, but being made to penetrate. A whole host yes. of you know, uh, things have changed related to uh, data and how uh, numbers are tallied related to sexual misconduct and assault. Right. But men experience, you know, these uh, assaults as well. And as the the show uh, you, you put forward when you began, there was a school teacher, man. I mean, they're, they're abusing little boys, man. Yes, sir. Uh, and, and they're using power, their, their positions of power in order to exploit these boys. Yeah. And, and, and under any other circumstances, it would be considered egregious and worthy of someone doing time or being socially stigmatized forever. But we don't have that same energy when it comes to the health and the well-being of young boys, black boys. And that's a shame. And then when it comes to DV, the same thing is 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 clear. Now, men are stronger than women. Yes. But to minimize and to reduce the impact of assault by women just because they're women and, and are not as strong as men is ridiculous. Men have feelings. They have psychological dispositions. Uh, uh, they have mental and health, you know, concerns related to this issue, just like women do. And 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 right now we don't have the language, or we don't even have the empathy to extend to men who suffer from these kind of acts. And men are dying out here, yeah. And they're being cut. They're being stabbed. And some people are minimizing it as if you know it's not important at all. And and I think this is mostly because. We've been, you know, indoctrinated with this idea that only women are suffering from these issues. Right. Right. We have to change that. We have to we have to start telling the truth. And the only way we can actually begin to understand the truth is for men to come forward and to start telling the stories and to start explaining to each other and to the world how this deeply impacts their mental health and their well-being. Exactly. So uh, having said all that, bro, I'm done, man. Y'all have a good one. Be peaceful, man. Hey, man. Appreciate you. Thanks for coming through, man. Uh, y'all make sure you support you support the Keep It One Hundred channel, my boy Marcus. Make sure you support uh, the Green Gorilla. Go to Green Gorilla channel, become a member, support the brother. His work is exceptional as usual. Um, now, let me see. I, we heard Officer Charles for a quick second. Mm-hmm. Is, is, is he back or is he back? I, I, to be- I, 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 close, uh, close the candy box for a second, Charles. Oh, yes. uh, <laughs> any, any closing thoughts before we close out for the night, sir? Uh, love, peace, and soul. But uh, 
I'm glad that you and Dr. Gigi and BGS and others came up here to speak on this riveting topic because when I speak about it, I'm I'm a woman hater, but I'm glad mm-hmm. to see academia oh, coming oh. to the rescue. Well, so am I. And, I'm a woman hater too. So. But it's it's funny how I speak about men needing to get back to their greatness, but I'm a hater of women. Just like I have many of women, like my last panel, we had some 25-year chick who didn't want to come on to have a dialogue. She wanted to twerk mm. and okay. argue. Mm. And and I'm like, you're really trying to convince us that we should marry you. Get out of mm. here. Mm. Uh, I'm going to say this when it comes to this uh, prostitution stuff. You know what? Women always are their greatest enemy when you think about when it comes to this shit. And the reason why is because you you basically traded out living the life of a man instead of the comfort of a woman. And you have nobody else but to blame but yourselves. The saddest part about it is sooner or later you're going to need the protection of men. I've always asked this to women when they said when I asked them, what do you offer up to the up to the giving of my life, either taking one or giving one up for protection? Right. What do you offer? Hmm. And don't give me anything that a pet can offer as well. Uh-oh. <laughs> don't give me nothing about companionship because all we can make friends. Don't give me anything about loyalty because you're the loyal. The, I've seen the Thundercats more loyal than Lionel and women are to us. Yeah, so, man. <laughs> so they, they don't even don't, offer loyalty anymore. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So give us something that's tangible. Don't give me anything that that's that's a feel good moment. Give me ta- give me those tangibles. Mm. Mm. If you because if you're doing so great and so hot, I- I'll say this and I'm and I'm out. When they were referring, when my coworker was referring to Kevin Samuels, why would you take advice from a guy who was married twice? Um, you took advice from all your female friends, and the only thing y'all seen seen about a marriage was a marriage of a ham sandwich. <laughs> oh, I said, I said, number one, if I listen to somebody who's been married for thirty or forty years, they're out of context. Okay. Number, so at least you could show that a black man was willing to do it twice. <laughs> you, you're forty, and you couldn't even do it once. And you can't give me the the excuse of being picky, right? And I and I'm and I'm like this. What you're trying to say is picky is that you're looking for a dream man and you're not even a dream girl, right? All right. But at the same time, man, get your mind right, get your body right, get your money right, get your emotions right, get your soul right. Everything will be all right. Right. Don't <laughs> don't send for don't send for free. Don't send remember, for free. Remember. Don't forget to get your premium liquor, your fine cigars, and always be loyal to you. I'll let you fill the blanks. I support Charles Faulkner's channel. Go look him up, uh, become members, uh, support him. Uh, yeah, that's what's up. Thanks a lot, officer. Uh, last but not least, uh, Brother BGS, and I'm going to say this before you say your comments, make sure you support uh, the Black Hill Gnostic channel um, uh, with Brother BGS. So, any thoughts, any closing thoughts as we transition out? Uh, what is this? It, uh, like Hannibal said on the uh, uh, 
uh, uh, I love it when a plan comes together, right? I've been telling y'all this is going to happen for like two, two and a half years. Okay. <laughs> I've been telling you that uh, I actually did a couple of videos on OnlyFans, you know, like last year, talking about uh, um, how they're actually going to saturate it. And then uh, after that, how the, the people at the top, the uh, the more famous people, because it's a way to make money, are pushing the other people out. That's what's actually, that's what's actually happening. And they're going to dump all these chicks on the street and, uh, you know, like I said, get your coffee money ready. Nobody thought everybody a year and a half ago when I said get your coffee money ready, talk about coffee girls. Everybody thought I was crazy. Thought, thought I was nuts. Now you're looking at it. Oh. It might be cheaper than a cup of coffee. Who knows? You know, power bar. <laughs> you said a power bar. <laughs> you, sir. <laughs> Look, man. You know, I mean, I think on the real, there, you know, I think, you know, what if I were to sum it up, I would say there are many black men in this sector mm-hmm. that really just wanted black women in particular, but women in general, especially Western women, who mm-hmm. appreciate the sacrifices of men. But one of the things we're starting to see is what this looks like when the rubber hits the surface. Mm-hmm. Really starting to see what poverty looks like. You know, it, I mean, because we, we were talking about the early 1980s and the crack e- epidemic. We're mm-hmm. starting to see those same kinds of impacts. And, you know, it's something that, you know, it doesn't present itself the way you think. But nevertheless, I just want men to be prepared. Prepared, yeah. I want men to be able to protect themselves. I want black men in particular to be able to uh, to kind of see what's coming and have a framework for how to address it, especially if it catches you off guard, whether it's the phone calls, whether it's the surprise text or the knocks on your door. Yes. You, yes. And, and, and that's just in terms of how to respond to other people who are coming for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, outside of that, I want brothers to be prepared for this economy, which is one of the reasons I'm a huge supporter of your channel, because you talk mm-hmm. a lot about global politics, economics, I want brothers to be as prepared as possible to stand on our own two feet in the mm-hmm. midst of all that's coming, diversify yeah. your income, have multiple streams of it, whatever you need to do. I yeah. want brothers to be prepared for what is happening and what's still, what's still yet to come. Um, brother I appreciate that. Yeah, that generous uh, uh, offer. Thank you. Um, let me see. Let me see. BGS, can we get a ground zero episode? <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you know, there, there's a, there's a, there's a uh, couple of cats that are actually in LA, and he went like once or twice, once a week. He actually films ground zero uh, on a stroll on Figueroa. He wow. goes up and down. So, and I'm wow. sure it's starting to you know it's starting to pick up. I mean, yeah, the traffic is 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 is, is ridiculous over there now. So. Well, I appreciate you coming on up, man. Thank you, and uh, I appreciate everybody for for coming through. Um, we're gonna close it out here, and I will see you brothers next week. Uh, so I'm gonna bring you down, BGS. Uh, All right. Let's see. All right. So we're gonna go ahead and close out. I, I appreciate y'all coming through. Uh, make sure you support the channel, and we'll go from there. Peace.